A box of wine. I ain't, I don't recall having a <laughs> box of wine. You know a, why, what made me mad, though? When I finally had some, because one of my exes, like, she, they was ghetto. They didn't give a fuck. She had some. And uh, she was like, you want some wine? And I was like, that box wine, I don't want that. She was like, taste it. I had some. I was like, it's good. Leave me alone. It ain't It ain't bad, but it's just, I, I haven't had box wine in so long, man. It got to be like what twenty years since I actually had some wine out of a damn box. Cause you know, I keep five. I, I keep some wine around, man. Oh, or, or, I, or I used to. Hey, man, you're a fine connoisseur. I know. I know you got the real stuff. So yeah, yeah. That's but I, look, however you get your fix, you know, you got to enjoy it. Like I don't, I don't knock nobody or they hustle. You know, when it comes to enjoying their pleasures and whatever it is they like. Whatever, whatever he likes is gonna be the bougie version anyway. <laughs> whatever I gonna whatever I like is gonna be the version that I like. That's all that matters. That's all that bougie fucking version. matters. Bougie after version. look, after growing up and, and seeing the mad dog 2020s and the wild Irish roses and and all that wild shit that we were using to to to, to be involved or thought we were doing the right thing. You know, me drinking a nice wine is 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 plentiful and pleasant for myself. Oh no, That's I have earned that. I have earned that. You know, sure. I'm, just, I'm just busting your chops. I, I know. know you are. I know you are. <laughs> but I'm happy to drink. I'm happy to drink the wine I choose. So, you know, it's it's a good thing. I, I'm I'm appreciative of it. I man, I don't think, and I think that's another thing people don't understand, man. For you know, when you come through certain extremes to actually be able to do that, to be able to afford a nice bottle of wine, whether mm-hmm. it's, whether it's forty dollars, twenty dollars, or a hundred dollars, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's just based on what you what you're able to to pay for and enjoy. And should I enjoy them shits? Hey, that's what's up. That's what matters. Yes, sir. Six oh six. What's good, buddy? Good. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What you playing in the background? What what game is that? Uh, Metal Gear Solid Two. Okay, I wonder. I like man, that look like a throwback. Okay. Uh, oh, <laughs> I was playing Metal Gear uh, earlier today, and uh, you know, I was trying to set this shit up, and I'm like fuck. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Y'all fellas doing a good man. Yeah. Yeah, not bad. Carl, when's the last time you played video games, man? Uh, I, I play on my phone. I just don't have a system. Um, I like the um, NBA 2K for our Apple Arcade because it's kind of close to what it is on the console. Um, it's kind of crazy, too. I was looking at it like, wow, these fools really made this phone version be pretty tight. It's got my career mode, season, all that stuff. So I was like, I just mess with this on my little commutes. I don't, you know, big video game person like that. Or on your commute, so do you? Do you? You use public trans on your way to work? Uh, yeah, because I work in a downtown. Uh, one of the downtowns of the LA area, because you know it's different cities that make up Los Angeles to agree. So I'm in. Uh, LA proper, but I work in Santa Monica and I'm in downtown Santa Monica. So 
downtowns in every city for the most part parking is trash especially here compounded because it's like um so many people here and everybody drives so mm. i uh, luckily live right off the train so i can just how how long is the commute to get to work? Oh, uh, it's like uh thirty minutes. Oh, that ain't bad. Oh, shit, that's good. Uh, yeah. That ain't bad. You got a you got a good you got a good uh. I'm guessing you did the same way you do it uh here. You went looking for the the, the trans public transportation hub and then your car and try to figure it all out. Yeah. Good man. Good man. Good man. You know. You know what it is. <clears throat> yeah, we done been we done been through that plenty, plenty. What's the weather like there? Um, it's it's nice today. It was been raining the whole uh, weekend for Christmas and stuff, but rain is the snow of Los Angeles. So this is our winter. So if it's raining, it's, at worst it's about forty five, forty degrees. Is like as cold as it gets. So. You know, we we're used to really way worse than that. So I, I can deal with this. So yeah. <laughs> this is not too yeah, bad. Yeah, that's springtime. Like I said, it's in the rain that they do yeah. get is like mist. It's not even like <laughs> actual raindrops. Like and people we literally have umbrellas and like losing their mind. Like they like rain is going to burn their skin. I'm just like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Come yeah, to some real weather. Yeah, that ain't that ain't nothing to us. That ain't even that's that's just you you that's a normal day walking, man. I haven't used an umbrella since I lived in Chicago. Really? Damn. Yeah, yeah, that's what five years ago, six. Yeah. And it rains here, but the level of rain is not even worth an umbrella. It's literally 75 to 85 percent of the time it's a drizzle every once in a while you'll get enough to where it's like oh it's, it's raining oh okay it's trying to rain that's what you said it's trying to rain it's a little couple droplets it's made the ground wet for real okay i see you trying to do so but other than that no <laughs> i see why they in the drought the yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's another rain. problem how often do you get around to your doing videography while you out there Oh, um, quite frequently. I just do a lot more uh, commercial stuff and event stuff. Uh, less events now, obviously, but more like little small, like maybe um, product photography with some kind of like video shots mixed in there, they products, and then like interview stuff. I, I did shoot a music video a couple uh, weeks ago, so... It's still cracking. It's just a little bit slowed down, but people are creating content out here. So that's one thing. It, it's not going away. So unlike in 2008 when it was a crash and <clears throat> the the arts kind of got hit the worst as far as like jobs, like the whole ecosystem of the way content is used is so different now like you gotta have content for instagram like you have to so they have to pay for somebody to do it if they don't know how to do it so it's like <laughs> jump out there and get it going yeah that's, that's a good thing i'm pretty sure um but six and, and smith like literally you do guys doing placements for music 
TV shows are constantly there. And it's like 87 networks now. So it's like, y'all, I'm sure y'all doing well with that still. Probably yeah. better than before. That's a rough game, though. Yeah. Mm. Smitty, you had some uh, placements, right? Uh, just on Adult Swim. Yeah. But, um, like, you know, I, I'm dealing with other people that are doing stuff with TV and other things like that. And there's a lot of rigmarole, you know, you have to go through a bunch of different agencies. They have to be set up exactly a certain way. Mm. If it's off a little bit, they're not going to use it at all. So it it just takes a while. But it's like you said, it's a million networks now, though. So it's, it's way more opportunities before. Right. Yeah, for mm. sure. Yeah, I think what it is is like the transition, the shift kind of happened at a time where like when like when Smith was doing uh, Adult Swim, it, it was a handful of people that was actually able to actually get those types of placements matched. But nowadays, because the, the shift is so, it, it was so uh, sudden, you got like way more applications that, that have attached to uh, networks or create networks that uh, the rules had to kind of change a little bit to kind of support that. You know what I'm saying? Because we're talking about separation from like the, from uh, mass media at large. You know what I'm saying? So mm. we're talking a lot of independence uh, on the on the art side that uh, because we're not unionized and stuff like that, it, they have to kind of find some ways to kind of uh, make the compensation make sense without you know legal action and shit like that. Because I'm pretty sure like right when all of this stuff started to happen, that's when it was a lot of people getting ripped off. You know, and had to kind of find more mm -hmm. creative ways to kind of uh, support it. That's why you got like sites like TrackLib. You know, they kind of support the arts in that way because you got a lot of artists who've been getting sampled over the years and they didn't get the type of compensation, but they wanted to find a way to still be able to support that other side of the arts as far as people who sample. Mm -hmm. So you got a lot of producers who sample, they sample heavy producers. Uh, they, they, they love it, but they don't want to get sued. They don't want to get, you know, hammered with all of these different uh, strikes and stuff like that when they do post their music. So you go to TrackLib and you get those types of uh, placements uh, from those from those other artists who you sample from. It kind of is like a marriage, you know. What I'm mm. And also, and that's just that side of it. That's not even talking about like the uh, the license free uh, music that they get to sample from as well. Saying or YouTube. On the other side of that, not to cut you off, Tony. Oh yeah, not good. But uh, the other side of that, you got like the YouTubers. You got like Issa Rae, who you know what I'm saying pretty much built her entire brand on the platform before mm -hmm. she even got her, her, you know, so she built her stock on, on, on YouTube. She was able to monetize at a certain point, but by the time she was really able to hit her stride, she was already getting offers because they wanted, they wanted in on whatever it is she was selling. You see what I'm saying? You know, it was a, was a key that they say content is king. So she had already built up the content. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's a marriage. This is one of those things like, like uh, Creed was saying about the crash. It was like, you just have to adapt to your environment. You know what I'm saying? You have to find new ways to kind of like get your stuff off without, you know what I'm saying? Feeling discouragement of, of, of what you thought was going to be gone forever. How know? often do you guys try to do placements? Do you guys even care for it? I, I don't do I Honestly, I got a couple offers in the last maybe six months, but I don't really, I didn't really take it seriously because I know that a lot of the times those offers don't come from like uh, legit places. And that's that's a, that's a byproduct of the market now. Um, I've I've went out for some probably every couple months. Will it you know some TV stuff? 
mostly just other, you know, rappers or whatever the case may be, but right. I have submitted stuff for, you know, various commercials and things of that nature. So, but yeah, it's like sometimes by the time you hear back, even if it's a no, it, you forgot about it. You're like, oh man, I forgot I even sent something, you know, yeah. six months ago or something to that. It's, and it's about just being consistent. Like if you really want it, then I guess you that waiting game ain't that really ain't really that important. You just go ahead and chalk that up as being part of the system. But like if you just got stuff going on and you really just grinding out art for the sake of grinding it out, those placements will probably be like a godsend. But you don't really put a whole lot of stock in it. You just shoot and no. see what happens, see what sticks. I mean, that's all I'm doing. I mean, some come up be cool, but I'm not like banking on it. Like man, once I get this, I'm gonna be made. Because if that were the case, if that was what you were depending on, then you would again be doing like a portfolio, right? You would have beats yeah. online for that type of situation and a exactly. whole page. Yeah, some people are like die hard about that that way of producing music and stuff like that, where they entirely they they go entirely into the the lane of this is for the purpose of this. Every piece of music I create, I'm putting it on this particular site to support mm -hmm. the goal. You know what I'm saying? Same thing with people who do visual arts. I see, I noticed that a lot. There are people who like uh, right now because NFTs are like really the jump off. You got a lot of people who are like truly producing their art strictly to try to see if they could get some NFTs off. You know what I'm saying? C consumerism and capitalism really did a number. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because we all do want to eat off of what we create. We're like, how do you monetize art? It's a marriage now, bro. Yeah. And you got to figure out because because this the thing is like it's a reason why all of us was given different abilities and different talents. I mean, that's God given and it's supposed to be able to add to the legacy of, of what we're trying to do in the long term. So we just have to figure out how to tap into it and monetize it without losing the essence of what the art is because I, I was like what you were saying like people get to a point where they're creating specifically for uh uh i'm gonna make this for a show or whatever and it loses I'm, I'm, I'm writing these raps so i can get on That's yeah you know what i'm saying because mm -hmm. yeah. like a, one of my homies out here like he makes things directly for shows and stuff but he definitely lives in a very nice building in LA and he definitely eats <laughs> all his music and he does not have no type of day job. He just work and he literally sit up all day and just goes through a couple times a week and he good because he didn't figure out the formula. It's kind of like mm -hmm. um, Black Eyed Peas when they first came out. They were super hip hop and, you know, the heads loved them or whatever. But one day Will I Am was like, I like eating steaks and shit, actually. And I have the ability to do that all the time. But if I keep doing this lane, it's only going to do so much for me. But I know how to do that other shit. Oh, that I, think I, I agree 100%. 100%. <laughs> I agree 100%. It's super <laughs> simple. It's super simple. And, and I had, obviously, I met him. I met one of his other producers. And, like, talking to them, it literally was, like, low. The formula is this, let's mm -hmm. go eat. And we're going to still do hip hop here and there because that's we love that. But we got families to feed. Fuck all the bullshit. You know what I'm saying? I think the slippery slope with that, though, bro, 
is the fact that, and you can see it in almost everyday action. You can see it in, in sports. You can see it in the arts as well. It's like you got people who are like 100% intentional, but their intentions are for like a, a niche part of whatever lane they're trying to go into. So like, uh, it's like, you want to eat off of this or you want to be a superstar? You see what I'm saying? It's like, nobody wants to be the broke, starving artist naturally some people kind of pride themselves on that they kind of look at it like well this is the lane i'm in and i'm i'm doing this for the culture i'm doing this for the people blah 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 but as soon as the check get cut i'm pretty sure that changes all that for them but then you, you know what i'm saying you also have the ones who like i said who, who want to be a superstar they, they stop at nothing to get that but then they lose all the opportunities that could have came along the way to give them longevity so they can literally eat off of it and, and sustain their families so they're in, like i'm telling you if you move in any in any space without true intention you're gonna lose anyway you know what i'm saying because you wish you watch it you're not really committed to something you know what i'm saying if you're it's, it's just about setting goals and being intentional really yeah yeah i'm sure will sat there and like you said he was like uh i'm good at this shit but at some point i want to feed my family and i don't want to be i don't want to look up years from now i mean 10 15 years from now i'm like yo i could have made so much more money had i done it this way this way this way yeah. this way right and now you look at Will I Am and he's uh he's liquid. <clears throat> the man's right. liquid, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Do whatever so, you want. <laughs> and, and then you know, once he got to a certain point where he did the black eyed peas, they made their money, put Fergie in and really got to that commercial filling up stadiums, all that, doing Pepsi commercials, whatever. He gonna sneak off, let me work with Nas, let me work. So he still was doing hip hop stuff, you know. So he kind of got a chance to have his cake and eat it too in a sense because he a producer and that's the dope thing about being a producer your face isn't you know in the forefront all the time so you get a chance to just kind of like i'm gonna go over here and do this i'm gonna go over here and do that so that's also, the, he yeah. he understood that his brand was already you know it already had a high stock strictly based on the work that he did with, for black ips because like yeah the black ips is dope but why are they dope hey will i am is there He's an artist that, that actually produces music for a group full of artists who produce music. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And he's the mm -hmm. he's the figurehead, so to speak. Kind of like with Pharrell. You know, yeah. and then when you're moving in the in the space, and this is something that's real key. This is very key. When you're dealing in the space of the arts where you got a, a lot of industry, uh, where most of the people in that industry aren't talented, the talented occupy limited spaces. You know what I'm saying? So you 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 exist in a realm where yeah, there's a it's probably you can count on your you know what I'm saying in, in your fucking uh in your list of people there might be like 80 people as good as you. You know what I'm saying? Of that 80 that are as good as you, only five of you guys actually have true access. So imagine like the ones that are better than you, how much access they have. So it spans you know it spans out it's like an upside down pyramid. You know what I'm saying? It's like it spans out as far as like that reach. So yeah. you have access to all of these different people. You can cut deals that may not necessarily be fair that you're the one that got access to those deals because of your reach. The, the person that might be more talented than you probably never get that because he's so dedicated to keeping it real. And you know, you see what I'm saying? It's just- Because it go, yeah, to, for certain guys, it becomes talent versus hard work, right? And okay. then from that, it, it goes into, what's the other one? Writers and lyricists, right? There's a bunch of guys who are lyricists right but there are people who are just great songwriters and you just can't beat them at doing it because they just know how to write songs better yeah, than you can you can be yeah you're very lyrical and you can do all that shit that's cool 
lyrical, miracle, spiritual, all that. You can do all that. But when they put you in there to write a song, can you stand the test of time with a guy when Dr. Dre call you, when Puff call you, when them guys say that they need songs written or, or if it's somebody else, can you stand the test of time when they say, yo, I need this song written? And that's that's a part of being intentional. You know what I'm saying? Like you truly intentional and you know that I'm in this business. I don't, I don't care about the respect of my peers because the respect of my peers don't trump the respect of these checks that come. You know what I'm saying? So they're just writing, you know what I'm saying? Ghost writing. You know how it is in hip hop for a long time. It was like, a, it was taboo to even, for it to be even said that you had a ghost writer. And you know, for it had to be at least for, for the lifetime of this fucking culture that somebody was writing for somebody. But somebody it, was always writing. You see always, from the beginning. Um, so because we exist in, the, in this bubble, because hip hop for all intents and purposes exists in its own bubble outside of the rest of the culture. That's why we got ageism and all of this stuff going on within it. And I'm just using it as an example. But in hip hop, you have this bubble where the, all of these taboos kind of like, it, it, it works as like a, a haze that keeps the onlooker from realizing all the magic that's happening behind the scenes. You know what I'm saying? So you got like, uh, you think about like uh, Hype Williams, you know he had maybe two or three understudies throughout the course of maybe like a 10 year window. And those dudes were super dope, but Hype Williams name was on it. Same thing happened with Dr. Dre. Same thing happened with Kanye. Same thing happened with, with Drake. You see what I'm saying? And I'm naming like people who are at the top of their game. Mm -hmm. So you don't get to the top of your game without having somebody who's super dope, who exists behind the scenes, who's just an artist who really wants to get on. That's yeah, how you around. get your hit boys. That's how you get, you know, Mike Elizondo, Scott Storch. Yeah, exactly. You, that's how you get these guys because these guys want to get on, but the, the, the one who has the access is the one that's putting you on. Yeah. It's no different from, Aaron Rodgers playing behind Brett Favre. He sat there for four or five years before he was actually out there. But see, the difference is, is Aaron Rodgers had to kind of like earn his name. He had to earn his spot. Whereas like a, like Hit Boy didn't necessarily, nobody knows what all work went into Hit Boy earning that spot far. You know, he had to fucking sweep up cat shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He probably did. But, but, but we never knew who Aaron Rodgers was. We, we didn't even know who he was when he came out. He just I mean, came on the field one day. Was. They just never expected him to be that good. Some people he already played, his career. He was decent in college, but that's kind of like the Tom Brady effect. I think he was better than Tom Brady in college, but yeah, we didn't expect him to be that good. And as Chicagoans, we didn't want him to be that good because he was on the stupid Packers. But um, <laughs> but he they, was back there, and he he was watching one of the greatest guys of all time do it. And, you know that definitely helps. You know, yeah. Definitely helps. When y'all listen to and y'all hear this shit about this versus, we, which we all know is not gonna happen, right? Mm -hmm. The obvious pick is Jay Z. Do y'all have ten songs that Wayne can sit up there and, and run? I, I I think he got twenty. I think Wayne got a good twenty, but yeah, Wayne got a good thirty, but they won't be the thirty that Jay got. He ain't got the twenty that Jay got. You know what I'm saying? Like if you're talking like twenty number one albums, that means that he got twenty number one singles. You see what right. I'm saying? You and when we saying that, are we talking about are we talking about features? Or are we talking about songs he could just run off by itself? So many features though, man. Yeah, he don't have a lot. He could give it to you however you want it. He could say, okay, I'm not even gonna put no songs with features. I'm gonna just do my just solo joints, murder. The joints he featured on murder. I mean, he just Jay Catalog is stupid and the only person I could even 
remotely kind of think would not probably be even another rap artist. It would probably have to be like a damn R&B artist that's super high level or pop or something. Because it's like, who have enough hits to go against Jay and Hip Hop for real? Yeah, because versus battle is strictly... I don't like it's all nostalgia. So if you don't have those hits that actually trigger that nostalgia, you shouldn't even go against any of those guys. You, know you think Buster got a chance? Buster, Buster has a strong chance. Yeah, but I don't know do. how I don't know how it'll fare in the in the uh in the presence of Jay because Jay's uh Jay's core fan base is really the versus crowd. Mm. You know what I'm saying? People like I I think I picked that up when when Jada Kiss and uh and and Fab went. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, this is definitely that age group crowd. You know what I'm saying? Because if you look at, like, the numbers that are done between each one of those different types of uh, verses that came out, the, the nostalgia factor hit hard for almost everybody within, like, the 40-year-old range. Yeah. Yeah, and I was looking at, like, I would think Fab, and it was, this was me, my opinion. I was like, man, Fab would easily win that because he's done, he's done more with the music, you know, but when Jada starts clicking, when he started going off, he started ringing. There is nothing you can do about that because that man got mixtapes. He got shit that just that just gonna ring, man. And you can't do nothing about it. It's funny how like for years and just in the beginning of his career, he was already like top five, blah blah blah. blah. And now he got twenty plus years in in the game, and now it's just like wow. You actually knew what the fuck you was talking about, huh, bro? Because he pretty, I mean, it ain't. But you got to you gotta think about it. Here's a dude that sits in a room with, with Jay-Z, with Hove and them. He sits in a room with them guys, and he records songs with them guys. But also sat in the room with Biggie. Come on. Yeah. That's, that's serious. And, and, wrote, also, and wrote with Big. It, I'm telling you, it's like, it, it's those levels, man. It's tears, dude. It's certain tiers. You got like you got the entertainers and you got the ones that actually do it. You know what I'm saying? That's why I'm saying like the nostalgia factor. If that nostalgia factor actually clicks for you, like Wayne has nostalgia factor for a lot of people, and he has to he's an entertainer as well. Ho, he's got the nostalgia factor and he's I mean, he just he's cemented. You know what I'm saying? You gotta look you gotta look at like what it is you're up against. Like like Buster fought, I mean, if you really strip it down. Buster got so many fucking singles that are just out there that that just sit and they and people once they come on there's no doubting who the fuck it is there you can't you can't get another Buster Rhymes so mm-hmm. like Jake Jake like spawned a, a series of rappers that that you can tell cut are cut from his tree you know what I'm saying who the fuck is cut from a Buster Rhymes tree this nigga is a one of one yeah one of one he's yeah. a one of one yeah. you know what I'm saying. And that 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 verses would look weird to anybody who who's a diehard whole fan, but because you can't be a whole fan without being a Buster Rhymes fan because they exist right. in the same universe, right? But you it'll just it'll throw you the fuck off when Buster hits you in the head with some with one of his you know what I'm saying many fucking neck I mean, bangers and and Hove putting on what putting on what more can I say and shit? <laughs> yeah, but. Us gonna hit you with some put your hands where your eyes can see. Come on, man. You know, think about it. Mm-hmm. He Classic got Cavassier. You know what I'm saying? It'll just, it'll, it'll, I don't know. But it it'll, it'll be so debatable. It'll be so debatable amongst the people who, because some people might not be in it again. Our age group is really the demographic for this shit. Our age group might be like more on some, uh, since I'm sitting at the crib chilling, 
and I'm listening to a whole battle, whoever the fuck, let's say he's battling Buster Rhymes. What what type of energy you think that brings to like the crowd? You know what I'm saying? They sit up here like they, they all in it for hove, but every time Buster drops something, they can't deny it. They're gonna points gonna get scored across the board every time. But that's that'll be the best part about it. Serena, what was you gonna say? I'm just saying it all depends though. It's like I was kind of going back to let's say the Karis one and Big Daddy Kane. Right. On paper, if you looked at those songs back to back, Karis one should have won easily off the energy and everything else but when you put it in front of a live crowd and depending on whose mic might be a little better they stage presence and everything else right opinions can be swayed either way so even on paper you could say jay got eight million songs which he does but if he picks the wrong order oh yeah against somebody else then they'd be like oh man let's say it's bust bust around kill jay but i'm like it's all subjective though i don't think yeah i agree It'd be a bad idea for him to do it because it, you know, it could go left. I just think it's a hard night for anybody that gets up there. It is. I think it's a hard I think, night. I think there's there's a strong five people that can stand on stage with hold. Do you think? think do you think Drake? Do you think Drake could do it? Drake. Mm-hmm. Drake could stand up there, but I don't think it'll make a difference because it's two different age age demographics. Yeah, it's a oh, people are yeah. to fuck with it. But, but Drake. Drake represent like a certain demographic, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's right. Like a lot of people, like if you ever notice the people that show oh. real verbal disrespect towards whole, it's that demographic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. true. Because if you're a Drake fan, you're a Wayne fan. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. But Drake straddles the line in a way because I do know people that's older that still mess with him because he tapped into the influences of people that are people we came up with and consider he, this not to oh, cut you off but consider this he cut from the whole uh tree though he yeah cut from the whole tree you know what i'm saying yeah so it's hard to get his sons that's why i would rather it be somebody that's like uh that's uh, the top level of their own thing that could it would have to be R&B because anything outside of that would be too different from rap but it almost have to be an R&B artist almost against yeah. whole it's, it's quite R- yeah I'm about to say R. Kelly like you gotta put Mary J. Blige you gotta put J versus Beyonce <laughs> 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 Oh, he, he might do that though. Hey, that'll probably be the only way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, honestly, that's that blue ivy host. Yeah, <laughs> that pop like, come on, mama. Yep. <laughs> and she got what she got writer's credits anyway. So yeah, better be careful yep. fuck with that little girl. Hey. They was like smart. Yeah, Jay-Z already said she's saying certain shit around her house when she be rhyming that made him look back at her like. Oh, she knows. <laughs> That's not good. That's not good. I've been trying to like hold off on my my uh, take on this whole conversation ever since it came up. I've been like real. I just been sitting back to watching everybody else talk about it, and I'm like, everybody makes some valid cases. Some people are just fanboys and fangirls, and they just really going too far and extreme with it. But like just from from a, I guess because. I'm part of the arts and I kind of see it from that artistic standpoint and on the competitive edge side. 
Like I can see, like I, said, I can see about five people who could probably stand on that stage with him and, and stand a chance. But I see where he's coming from as far as the way he feels. He'll come, he's a competitive rapper and he 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 cements it. Yes, so mm-hmm. he can he can kind of make those types of claims. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it really comes down to who got the most uh, recognizable songs. Six, who you think the five are? Uh, no certain order. It'd be mm-hmm. Buster, Kanye, Drake, Wayne, and the fifth one will probably be, um, it'll probably be Missy. Yeah, and that's it. her writing credits. Yeah, she could, yeah. <laughs> she could pull some stuff out. Oh, a lot, a lot yeah, of people. Yeah, talking straight, we're talking oh. like the straight, uh, not even necessarily commercial hits, but hits. Because mm-hmm. and not just because you can't forget that she has a lot of writer credits too in production. Mm-hmm. In production, she's produced for people as well. So mm-hmm. you know, she, she her name is out there. Heavy. You pick some pretty valid ones. Um, Missy is the most intriguing to me because I feel like based on what I was already kind of leaning towards, I don't know who a full hip-hop artist who even can measure up to Jay, but a Missy, weirdly, because of just, I mean, she went on the damn run where every album she had at least three or four, like, smashes. Man. It was really ignorant. I mean, it was just like, disrespectful. It was disrespectful because she was doing what dudes was was not capable of doing it. Yeah, time. yeah, yeah. And I like I probably have a um, like my, I guess my caveat would probably be to all of those artists is the fact that they just they just constantly had that machine behind them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I would I would love to say Fifty, but Fifty ain't have a long enough run in the rap game side of it. You know what I'm saying? That's why I put it out. What I, I said, Jay started in ninety five, ninety six. From what we know. Up until 2000, the last album he put out, 20, 2017. Mm-hmm. That's from what we know. There are freestyles of all types of songs that Jay, that's just out there on the underground that we haven't heard from this dude. Facts. That's real. Did, and, and if if we do remember, if the, it's verses. So when Jada said, when, when Cameron told Jada, why are you singing Puffy's verse? He said, nigga, I wrote it. Right. Jake so think how many Jake, how many songs Jake. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. a whole nother like you could mm-hmm. motherfuckers that be looking out side to side and then he plays still DRE and can do that because he wrote fucking Dr. Dre verse. Like, come on. That's 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 dangerous. Dangerous. Yeah. That's dangerous. It'll be a long night for sure. It, it comes down to who your audience is, man. Because again, you gotta look at like I don't know all what what the metrics are as far as what verses actually pulls in, but it was mm-hmm. enough. It, the numbers were, were impressive enough for them to pair up with Triller, right? But like, if you really take into account like who the true audience is off of that, man, dude, it's like it's it's almost undeniable that it's the 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 middle group. The middle group of hip hop fans, you know what I'm saying? It ain't like it's you, us. It, it's us. It's us. Mm-hmm. It's us. Like it's not. It's not even. It's not even my dad. My dad was in it before he introduced me. Right. You know what I'm saying it's not even his age group. He might be watching it for the nostalgia. So you might throw in the Frank, Frankie Beverly and Maze and Earth Wind and Fire, and he all in on that one. But when it comes to the rap shit, it's certain stuff where he he stopped listening at some age. Yeah, you know? that, that's that, one, that one was dope too. When the Isley Brothers, that shit was dope. I love that. Uh, one. That was so dope, and I liked how like 
a brotherhood. They wasn't even really like trying to smash each other. It was more so like to uh what's his name? Uh Ron, he was singing the uh Earth Wind the Fire songs with them on summer. He's like, oh yeah, this mm-hmm. song. They were, I like I like that was kind of like how Patty LaBelle and um Gladys Knight were too. They was super just like on some, we you know, we from yeah. that era, we just yeah. catch tonight playing jams and we love each other, you know. So, you know, that was dope. those are true legacy acts, and I think yeah. that's just meant for it. Like, if you if you really if you cemented your legacy, you got you you can own your part of the stage for a versus. That's why my five out of five that I have because I can't think of yeah. hip hop artists that are true legacy acts in that way. Like, these yeah. these motherfuckers could do fucking they can do residencies in Las Vegas and be cool. Mm-hmm. that's a fact that is a fact yep. that's a fact and i was just when i posted that i was just looking at it like man you have to find somebody from jay's era because of the age difference mm-hmm. because of the age difference number one number two if it's somebody from a different era they're already at a loss because jay-z probably has five to ten years on anybody else that that y'all picked that's a, a from a later from a later uh age range I mean, it, it sucks that Nas don't have enough hits, hits, because right. we know if we basing it on pure, like, who raps better, I'm going to pick Nas every time. But if we talk about them watershed hits that get everybody, he don't got them songs. And no, it's not enough. he's the only person longevity wise that really matches up with him and would make it interesting but he would get mocked up because he don't have a hit he don't, got the, he don't have a massive pill right nope. he don't have that because all his little joints the head's gonna be like yeah but then all the rest of people are like okay and then nope. Jay play fucking girls 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 and everybody go crazy like you, know you, like, you could just you could just randomly just pepper in a, a J song and you're like, yeah, that wanna fit a playlist. You know what I'm saying? Yep. You can't do that yeah. with Yeah. Uh, so yeah. I mean with me, because I'm I like deep hip hop cuts, but right. that's yeah. the average person, you know, like that ain't yeah, yeah. unfortunately. Yep, that's the problem. But yeah, and then you good. have to, even if you do, you have to go to a neutral site because if he plays you belong to the city. Mm-hmm. That's gonna... A true hip hop head almost gonna roll their eyes at that song, but the masses about to go crazy because that was a very commercial song. Yeah, that was like his attempt at actually trying to break free from the whole stigma. So that's right. why worked, that's why he worked with Puff on that album anyway. Yep. Yeah, I remember. Yep. I remember. <laughs> and uh, one of my favorite J songs that's not in the mold of what that album was supposed to be is on that and that's imaginary players that's my shit period that's another one when that ring off that's gonna go crazy right Politic- politics yeah. as usual is gonna go crazy i think if hove was really if hove really wanted to stand on that and he really wanted to dig deep you know what i'm saying get entrenched in his claim he would battle a group <laughs> Then what group? J versus Wu Tang. Yeah, about to say Wu Tang <laughs> be the only J versus Outcast. Outcast versus Wu. That's the only way. Outcast only put with like six albums out, and they got more than fucking twenty. 
Well, actually, oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. Better because Woo had some wonkety albums after the first two. Yeah, they, yeah for sure. They, they, they got inconsistent over the years. So. Yeah. So actually, Outcast will be better. But I don't, that, that'll never happen. Nope. Andre ain't doing it. No. Never. He don't want to. I don't think Hove would want to even do it. He would kind of like if they had met, if they came in and like yeah we'll go ahead and do it. Hove would kind of find some reason not to do it. Oh, that he would he would literally find some and and his fans would legitimize all of that whatever claim. Yeah, he's like no, nah, I can't I can't tie my shoes up today. I ain't gonna be able to do it. What's in it for him? Like in all reality, why would he why would he do it? Yeah, like, he gets nothing from this at all. Like he's just helping him out. Yep. And it will be for the fans. And that's, I'm, that's the real point. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, the fans can go come see me for 150 a pop. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, I'm sure he'll <laughs> he'll do that once this dies down enough to to do a concert the way he wants. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, raises the stock value of the whole fucking brand anyway. Yeah, he would. And yeah. That's oh, probably another God. reason. That's probably another reason why he doesn't want to be involved because he wants a piece of the ownership. If he's gonna do it, because I know they're doing that whole stock thing. And I know, I know Jay, like, his relationship with Tim and his his relationship with Tim and, and Swiss might be such where that might not even be what the play is. But I think that to have a third party like Triller involved might be the one thing that really keeps him out of the whole situation. Yeah, Shit. Jay gonna go straight to the source, man. He's like, yo, I want a piece of whatever this is y'all got going on. <laughs> he liked the mob. Man. <laughs> <laughs> without getting no money it's like uh, mind that his name and his brand was you know again it's cemented but people really had a negative reaction to the whole uh title thing when he introduced it strictly because he introduced it you know what i'm saying even when even the rollout was kind of real nasty it took like what a year and a half for everybody was like all right we're gonna get this a shot right you know what i'm saying yeah and if it wasn't for the exclusive stuff that he have going on there, a lot of people still wouldn't mess with it. Um, that, that the whole little him probably needing to get a piece of, of uh, verses for him to do it reminds me of uh, Goodfellas when that got that. Came. <laughs> oh man, dude, keep you know busting my balls like you need to you know get them off of me you can get a piece of my business it's like okay <laughs> <laughs> like, all right like, oh, yeah. you want to do that <laughs> all right <laughs> okay yes. come to find out that fucking movie was real man yep i never i never really you know i just thought it was a good movie i never knew you know oh, Henry. No, I, I feel like Henry Hill was a real dude. I sat and watched the. Uh, oh yeah, it's it's it. it has like the little recap, and now he's doing X, Y, and Z. I mean, I couldn't get too detailed. That's what right. Uh, no, he was a part of the. He was a part of the. Uh, the right. Boston scandal, the Boston mm-hmm. scandal too, with the basketball players. He was involved in that. He was uh the point shaving. He was one of the guys that introduced the point shaving. It's on oh. um. It's on ESP. If any of you guys have Disney oh. Plus. Oh, and, you can, and you can watch the ESPN. I think it, I, I forgot. I think I watched it on ESPN Plus. I think it is a 30 for 30. I'll send it to you. I forgot what the name of it is, but it has to do something with Boston College. And he told the guys um, in a point spread, it says six points, but y'all got to win by a points lower than five. And that's what they did. Every game that they, 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 that they won, they won uh, by less than five points. And he played every player that was involved, $1,000, 500 to $1,000 that got paid. 
So mm-hmm. yeah, he he was behind that. Um, and then they they show they ended up showing you Henry Hill and what he looks like now, and and you know I was just like, oh yeah, he's an old guy now, you know, of course. But um, one of the guys that he had got that got in trouble with him, he was just like, I'm, he's like, I'm surprised you're still out here. He's like, shit, I'm surprised you're still out here. You know what I mean? He's like, you know what you did, you know. Right. So they were going back and forth over that, but I didn't know how <clears throat> involved Henry Hill was because. It was just so much going on in that story. I was like, God damn. But there are other things around that that were happening. And that they were, they were, he was saying, he's like, oh, this was going on. This was going on. He's like, I had my hand in everything. Mm-hmm. And then they asked him, how much did he make? And he came up with a ridiculous, stupid low number. <laughs> you know, he didn't want to let them know that, you know, I got the bag, you know. So right. he was just yeah, like, hell no. Yeah, he was like, I probably made like a couple grand off of it, you know, a couple hundred grand. And it was like, Henry, <laughs> get the fuck out of here. I learned from watching that movie and Casino and movies like those, man, and kind of like just looking at life on the, on the grand scheme. There's nothing that there's nothing that anybody actually gained on a on a massive scale that doesn't involve doing a little dirt. You know what I'm saying? Anybody who's like really trying to stay within the rails and the confines of like this normal capitalistic uh, thinking, like I'm gonna work this job and I'm gonna get promotions and I'm gonna blah blah blah. Dude, you doing you playing the longest long game of all? <laughs> and the only thing that's gonna get you over. Yeah. It's going to be your insurance getting your family over so they can bury you. That's it. <laughs> That's it. Like you you got to be really willing to risk something. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You can't just be yeah. out here. Just, you can't be playing it safe, man. Like, should you probably. At some point in time, you got to get your fucking hands dirty. Man, bro, you got to. And you got to. And you got to own it. You got to be intentional. Like, look, dude, I'm sorry. I got to shit on you right now. But you're in the way. <laughs> you know what I'm I got I got a larger game going on. I got too many people depending on me and you in my way. <laughs> that's how they, that's how they moved. That's how they moved. That's why I like, that's what I feel like, and not to get off into no socio-political shit, bro, but that's why, that's why they, they, they fear us so much, bro. Cause they know that we gotta get it. They know we gotta get, it. look how much, like they literally hurting us into entertainment right now. They hurting us because they they know that we, we are, we fucking super creative dog. They know we, we keep super, figuring shit out. We keep figuring it out. And they were like, well, we're going to change the lane right here. We're going to, all right, they're going to turn left right here. They keep on moving in these different directions. We're not spreading it out. You know what I'm saying? We could be, we could probably, if we actually started uh, mentoring and, and raising children to get into tech, we'll probably take over that industry too. You know what I'm saying? And honestly, anybody that I know that are mentoring kids in that, they're excelling because I do know a couple brothers that are in uh, engineering and architecture and stuff like that that set up mentoring kids that are mostly black and it's amazing to see what resources and black children can do together because like I got a chance to like film this the whole camp of the architecture camp and these kids was like building whole cities right like that's, that's fucking amazing though it's mm-hmm. dope and it's like exactly what you're saying like it, it just needs to be a focus shifted into mm-hmm. that that's why they push us towards entertainment and, and they take the resources really, out of our school and stuff like that, that. Legal or entertainment in some type of you know context, it, whether it be sports, music, whatever. That's all entertainment, you know, like aspects of it. Bro, so, consider this: every drug dealer that you can think of is just a small business owner. You know what I'm saying? It's just they don't have they don't have the 
the wherewithal, the tools and the resources actually do it in a legitimate fashion. So they're using what they know how to do. And they, and most of the successful drug dealers, you know, niggas who sell pounds and pounds of whatever the fuck they selling or, or ultra, ultra tightly vacuum packed sealed packages of pills and shit like that. For one, they, they, they understand the supply chain. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They know what the customer is demanding. You know what I'm saying? These people are, these are the people who end up becoming the Dame Dashes of the world. You know what I'm saying? The whole of the world. Like, this is exactly what that is, man. It's like, but again, they keep, they keep hurting us, man. And we just keep following the flow, like fucking lemmings and shit. We just haven't gone off the cliff yet. Yep, you got guys that could have been chemists and anything else. Yeah. All right. I literally use that reference, all of the lemming reference. I'm tripping that said that I literally say <laughs> all the time see that's that aquarius shit <laughs> you know what i'm saying my brain just stay on that man just keep on working and coming up with analogies and shit you know well we not sheep so when i saw right. that the first time i saw that i was just like yep that's gonna be my description of dumb motherfuckers all the time because <laughs> like if you follow a motherfucker jumping off the clip you're dumb you've maximized dumbness you're like <laughs> you're an ultra you're an ultra hey. dumb now <laughs> people do it all the time his though videos, his videos were like dudes uh pranking whole rooms of people they just run through the room and people see them running and they immediately run in that direction too because they don't know what the danger is nobody's assessing shit all they see is a person running you know what i'm saying that's the yeah. mentality man you look up and you see guys like us sitting around trying to familiarize the room and assess everything yeah. i'm like yo it's probably best for me to leave or maybe i said you know find Still out what's fired. going on yeah yeah fired and analyze this shit <clears throat> not necessarily to be a hero but to really assess whether or not this is a you know what I'm saying a real yeah. dangerous situation right yeah most motherfuckers i mean we that's the world we live in right people just put their head down and go along with it they like pigs and sheep mm-hmm. yeah, yeah that, i i asked y'all that because you know the question is there the conversation is there you know we done we done covered a couple of different topics but i was just like man who who really going to stand in front of this guy and that that file you gave is a is a really good file. I would like to see Missy Elliott. I mean, she sits in the background a lot of times lately. You know, is she, is she sick? Is it because of sickness that she doesn't really? Uh, she she's pretty good now though. She's not as uh, she was really sick for a few years back, but now she's been pretty straight. Yeah. So yeah, because she dropped the album not too long ago too. So I think she back. You know. It just sucks because, like, when you're an older artist, like, to take a long break, it kind of mm-hmm. messes up your momentum. Because even with Nas, not he'd never been a drop every year type of artist. So as long as he was kind of sticking his face out there, hopping on a verse here and there, and keeping his name out there, he could do, you know, kind of, you know, keep his position in rap without dropping an album every year because he never been that artist and a lot of these artists now that's just their output and sometimes it is not necessarily good even drake had to slow down because he went every year for probably what at least six of those albums i think he was dropping like every year damn near and now he's been like okay let me sit my ass down and craft something for real because especially when you get older you can't just keep pumping out shit like that unless you're current and you're just ridiculous but 
I think I did too this thing, year though. <laughs> my favorite thing I got from the like just observations that I made was watching this whole J thing unroll and unravel and seeing people's reaction to it. It's like noticing how like uh the hip hop community is so splintered in, in certain areas where it's like you got those who like this. I think I consider myself like I'm a I'm semi-purist. I, I listen to almost anything, but I kind of lean more in towards the uh the, the lane of the lyricist. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because I make beats, I lean, I lean more into like sample-based producers and stuff like that. I like listening to MIDI-based producers too, but sample-based producers who are real creative always kind of like catch my ear. So when I'm watching and I'm seeing people react and respond, I, I almost forget what, it's, what it feels like to be just a fan. You know what I'm saying? Or just a listener. I can't just be just a listener or just a fan. Everything is critical to me in the way of being a, a creative. You know, mm-hmm. I'm doing it from a, a purely creative standpoint. And it's just, it's, it's odd just listening to people or watching people react and respond to something like this. You know what I'm saying? Especially people who don't, like, cause I feel like any type of creative, no matter where you sit in the hierarchy, you have skin in the game. You know what I'm saying? Because how this, cause honestly, Hove doing the verses, which I know he wouldn't do. Hove doing the verses would shift the culture. You know what I'm saying? Because anything he's done in the last five years has shifted it though, right? When he got there, uh, when he opened his account up, when uh, Harder They Fall came, he, he did right. it real quick. Mm-hmm. He got two million followers and then he jumped yeah. off just yeah. so he could promote the movie, just because he was on there, just because he did a song and then he jumped off. Yep. Yeah, it's like it's one of them things, bro. It's like um, it's, it's only and it's that's another thing. It's like it's like it's only a handful, less than a handful of artists that actually shift the culture in that kind of way. Like I'll say this: when when Ye did that Drink Champs interview and nobody even saw it coming, that shifted the culture, dude. You know what I'm saying? Think about it, because Big Sean came back to rebut everything that was said. Ain't nobody watched that fucking interview. You know I, I watched it. I watched I, it. I mean, uh, I'm saying, I'm saying in, in the larger scheme. Grand scheme, yeah. In the grand scheme, what nobody can do. They did more, it was more, Twitter was on fire for like a week and a half after Ye did that interview. Fire. He had 6 million views on just the first, on the episode, first. Uh, was there a lot of salacious? Like, yeah, but it was, you got to think about the the character of the person that was actually speaking. Like this is, everything Kanye did was strictly within his realm of character. This is exactly who this nigga is. Like, yeah. This, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Big Sean reacting to it was so feminine that it was kind of like, you know what I'm saying? For real, it was like, it was, bro. that was like, like uh-uh, I'm gonna give you my side of the story. Nigga, we ain't, come on, bro. Get the album out, promote your album, get that shit off. Right, I, don't I get it, you and your feelings about your, your you know what I'm saying, your idol who dissed you on the, in the interview, but he dissed, you ain't the only motherfucker. He dissed a lot of people, he did, he mm-hmm. more. Dude, the only one, the only person, and I think I said this, I posted on Twitter. I was like, the only person who really should have anything to say out of everybody that Kanye said something about that I feel like has a valid argument would be Just Blaze. Everybody else needs to shut the fuck yes. up. Yes. Yes. Yeah, everybody was... else just needs to shut the fuck up. Like, this, Kanye is just being yay right now. Does your feelings hurt? Probably so, but you'll be all right. But Just Blaze could probably punch this nigga in his mouth right now for what he's saying. Yeah, nice. that was bullshit. That was yeah. Like what he said about Quali, okay, I, I get that. I can see that because I watched Quali spaz out on Twitter to the point he got his account fucking blocked. Okay, he's an emotional dude. We're gonna we gonna put him over to the side right now. Kanye feel how you feel about Quali. That's they shit. He said what he said oh, about Big Sean. Big Sean is probably like the the he's the ultra mediocre rapper in the game who worked with some of the biggest names. Yeah. Let's see him to the other side. But just Blaze, just Blaze, dude. I I will I will go as far as saying. 
I probably modeled my style of production behind him in the last 20 years more than Ye. Because I know Ye got too many hands in the pot. But just Blaze is just Blaze. You know, he just go in there. I watched him make, I watched the video of him making that track he did for uh for TI. And he sat at the drum set, at the electric yeah. MIDI drum yeah. set, just killing it. You know what I'm saying? Then jumped up from that, start flipping the sample a little bit more. Then adding some bass notes from the MIDI board. I'm like, this nigga's doing everything. Meanwhile, Kanye over here fucking, like, like fucking, uh, has Bug an orchestra Bunny. band. Yeah, like Bugs Bunny with the white glove and shit doing this shit. You're right. <laughs> I, I would say Kanye uh, is more like a late career Quincy Jones yep. because Quincy Jones orchestrated the right people to do everything. And, and at the end of the day, I mean, you guys are producers. It's like a part of what you do is not necessarily just, I got to make a beat. It's like, let's make the best product that we trying to make. So right. I'm pretty sure you guys have teamed up on stuff and threw something away that you did and he and vice versa. Because as a as a whole, whatever you guys subtracted and added made it a better product. And that's how he works all the time. And that's style and that's fine that's a dr dre yeah, 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 and, 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 and that's the thing like i can't i don't knock none of them i can't knock none of them you know what i'm saying because i view it like everybody kind of like contributes in their own way to what i consider to be the overall arching image of what a dope producer is you know what i'm saying like uh his work shit the work that that kanye put behind watch the throne is probably the most immaculate fucking collaboration project i've seen in hip-hop dude mm. Like I, I don't I can't think of another collaborative effort in the culture that even matches that right now. You know what I'm saying? But that's just because who has that fucking who has that great ambition to do something so over the top and so immaculate? You know what I'm saying? Nobody's thinking like that in the culture. Everybody's grimy. We're gonna keep it real. We're gonna, you know what I'm saying? Or we're gonna keep it real shiny and we're gonna do this for the pop fans. No, this shit was like right there within his realm. And him and Ho fit those tracks perfectly, dog. You know what I'm saying? And behind that, how many other, other artists did fucking cl collab albums? Drake and Future. Yeah. Uh, That's a regular thing now. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Again, shifting yeah. the culture. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And we that's that's why I put, you know what I'm saying, Yay in, in my in that five. Because he come on, dude. He ain't even been in the game that long, just being his own particular entity and being able to actually do so much and affect so much. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> He I mean, would be up there and the whole show would just be him and Ho just going back and forth. And and Ye just fanboying out for Ho. Think about this. 808s and Heartbreak created a whole entire lane of rap music after that. Like, the whole subgenre. Yeah, yeah. It's all moody and shit now. 808s right. and shit now. Trap, trap beats and shit now. And I mean, shit, honestly, that was like, that was the catapult for Drake. You know what I'm saying? That yeah. was a catapult for Cuddy. You know what yep. I'm it's just interesting how that shit works, though, man. Do you? I don't think Just Blazer say anything. Do you? He, he I mean, it. he addressed it briefly. He did. But he he addressed it like such a G, though. Yeah. It was like he just was like, "Look, if you want to say what he say, I know what <laughs> I am. Fuck that guy." And in, in yeah. a nutshell, that was smart. That's the right <laughs> way to do it. Like, I'm sorry he feel that way, but. uh <laughs> My 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 catalog speaks for itself. It yeah. does though. Like yeah. you and can't deny what anything that he's done. 
this dude has put YouTube videos out of him making beats in 10 to 15 minutes. Yeah, but you know, you know what Quali did? You know what Quali did for like a month straight? <laughs> Show you pictures and postings of him <laughs> and Kanye. Yeah, like a bowl, man. Like that's that's Quali though. <laughs> Uh, and, and this is what, <laughs> on that part where he was talking about Kwali, I agree, dude. Because I literally <laughs> never liked his voice. I always used to be like, he could rap or whatever, but I just don't like his voice. Like most was it went on a Black Star song. You just waiting for him to shut up so most could start rapping. Dude, I always like Kwali's flow. I like his wordplay. I yeah, I'm not really a big fan of his song selection. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So when I listen to him, I'm I'm listening with a critical ear. It's like this nigga probably just need to eat some crackers to soak up all that spit in his mouth because he sound like he need to spit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and this ain't even a knock, man, because I fuck with him. But he just has a soft voice, bro. Yeah, his voice vocally, he's he doesn't have he doesn't have a, a, a demanding, a, you know, commanding voice. Robert. Yeah, yeah. Like even I mean, most Dev doesn't have a commanding voice, but he knows how to use his voice in a way where it's commanding. Oh yeah, man, he is like, an actor though. So. Yeah, he knows how yeah. to inflect. And yeah, it's just a style, and it's like it's so distinct. Like yep. you know, mm -hmm. it's most. Yep. You know, it's quality, but you irritated though. That's I just <laughs> <laughs> like I. And when he said that, I was just shaking my head, like man, why are you? We're not supposed to address this for real. Kanye <laughs> yeah. said a bunch of shit on there, man. I'm sure that yeah, a, lot, yeah. a lot of people was in their feelings. When he said Just Blaze, I was like, ah, oh, you gonna rip at well, Just, man. But what's the that, name? Bink been doing oh, it for years, though. Bink really? been saying that he bit his whole style. For like, if you go on uh, Instagram or Twitter, whatever, you can track back probably, I don't mean, five, six years. Bink is always like, man, Just Blaze. Just blaze and stole my style the whole time. Like, bro, let it go, man. Like, like if I look at your catalog and I look at Just Blaze, I do. He if, just, if, he, if he did, if that if what's, what he's saying is true, what difference does it make now? Right. There's nothing right. new under the sun. Matter of fact, you know what I'm saying? The very few that actually come out and, and authentically be whoever they want to portray are the ones that actually sustain. That's why you got. Buster Rhymes. That's why you don't have a, another Buster Rhymes. You know what I'm saying? You got some you could probably try to compare, but you'll never get another Buster Rhymes. As a matter of fact, I would go as far as saying there ain't nobody you could truly even try to compare because he, even when he did a song with Mystical, it was distinctly Buster Rhymes and Mystical. And Mystical, yeah. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like, well, when he did, when he worked with ODB, it, it was Buster Rhymes and ODB. It was like distinct artists with distinct styles collaborating. You know what I'm saying? You couldn't even compare them. There was no comparison. You could, But there was, there was like just the, the bright idea. I would even venture to say like when Red Man worked with Method Man, it, it only made sense because they had man at the end of their names. And, and, they, and they, they got cool. <laughs> that was it. Right, yeah. High weed and man. Yeah, that was pretty yeah, much it. Like, you like the smoke? I like the smoke. We friends. Like That's man, all. That's, a, that's, all yeah. that's all that happened. They put the motherfuckers man. in the room with each other and started saying shit like they were cousins and eventually that they ended up doing some shit. But Distinct styles. Distinct uh, styles, man. E even with Buster doing a song with Red Man, like you, you, you still hear it, but it ain't, you know, it ain't. But it's Buster and it's Red Man, like you know that. Man, this nigga did a song with Eminem, just like Red Man did, and mm -hmm. totally just dominated this dude on the mic, dominated this dude on the beat. You get know what I'm saying? 
So it's like, it's, 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 it comes down to like just the consistency and the intentions of the artist, man. Buster Rhymes always gonna do what he do. Like his last album, I, I listen to, I listen to a bulk of it now just because of the, the vibe. It ain't nothing that was giving me that vibe. I couldn't, I, so, and there's no disrespect to, to Buster as an artist, but I got to, to the first three or four songs and I had to, I had to let it go because I wasn't getting nothing. I wasn't getting nothing out of it. Might have tapped out yeah. early because there's some good songs on yeah. the back. Yeah. Yeah, but y'all also remember I have the attention span of an ant on crack too. So like, if you if you not saying no dope ass shit early on, you gonna you gonna lose me. Buster has never really been like um, a content heavy rapper though. You know what I'm saying? It's always no. like about energy and vibe. You know what I'm yep. saying? Yeah, and that was the other thing. I was like, I, I, he's very he's always been big to me, as, and it's just my opinion. You know, it's always been charismatic, you know, and just yeah. saying stuff, putting just putting words together. And that's not no knock on them, but <clears throat> that's just what I've heard. And because of that, it was just like, I, I'm probably not going to waste too much of my time listening to it. But right. um, I'll go back and listen to it. I, I heard there are songs that I need to I need to tap into and everything, but right. I'll, yeah. I'll give a shot at another point in time. Right. I got another question musically. Would you have liked to sing? Nas worked with like Primo more back in the day, yeah. Now, yeah. no, yeah, <laughs> you know, now, no, yeah, hit boy hit that. He that's like the new game star right now. I, I mean, the they chemistry, I, I, I'm it, it, you know what, and and maybe you guys can like like kind of vouch for me on this if you go back. I'm sure y'all go back far with music, but. It reminds me actually of Quincy Jones and Frank Sinatra because Quincy Jones was super young mm-hmm. and Frank Sinatra been a giant. And then he linked with them and they ended up making some of the best songs he ever made was with Quincy Jones and he was in his 40s and shit. Right. You know, so this is like so crazy to me that it's a totally different genre but it literally makes me think of that because Nas been a giant meets him in his forties. He's at 40 plus at this point when he linked up with him on King's disease. And it was just like, it was a breath of fresh air. Like he made him be younger again. Like this is like Nas from the nineties rapping like this joint. He just dropped on on Christmas Eve. That shit is nuts. Yeah. That's a crazy. I'm really I'm like, you just dropped the cold album in August and you just hit us well for it. Like Nas was never giving us this type of <laughs> level of quality this close together. You could tell he's inspired. Yeah. 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 For sure. I mean, that's, it's... That's, that, that's the key to it, man. It's like, I feel like because everybody, like, because Nas has always been a quality of a quantity person, regardless of how people feel about like the overall output and the outcome of the projects. But he's always been the one you could tell is like a thoughtful process when it comes to him producing albums and shit. So for him to actually be in the zone right now, you know, I'm here for it, bro. Yeah, I mean, more to marry, but you know, going back to premiere, I mean, yeah, if it was ninety, you know, ninety two, ninety four, then yeah, you know that that's when they should have struck. You know that that would have been crazy, but not that premiere hasn't put out some some dope stuff recently, but just what I've heard. Nah, Nas wouldn't really fit good over what he's been doing recently. It, it it wouldn't be the same as far as what Hip Boy's been giving him. 
now it would take them forever to do that anyway because of just the way Premier does beats and the way Nas, the way that Nas comes together with his rhyme and technique and everything as well. But back then, I definitely would have, I thought that would have been something that they would have done. Yeah, you know? that would have been I a view that. I view Premier, I feel like anybody asking for that is like the same crowd of people that were kind of expecting the Matrix resurrection to be great. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like, yeah. Like don't spoil that movie for me. You waited. Too I ain't long. got nothing to say. Yeah. <laughs> See it for your own self, and you know, that's it. You yeah, make your assessment. Great. My bad. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen it yet, so shut just your mouths. Nah, just, just, just don't go in there with high expectations. You'll be straight. Or your expectations. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> just, just think if you yeah, just think of a Matrix two and three. And then just like, oh, if, you, if you start no. there, if you start oh, no. there, then you should be straight. No. That's all I'm saying, just start there. And then you should be good when you watch I'm it. I'm not even going to the movies no more to see that. I'm about to use my HBO Max account, man. Right. Yeah, I, I would suggest that would doing be, that. That would be the recommended <laughs> Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely do that. Hey. Go, go, go straight there. Hey, you might, well, <laughs> you might want to have a glass of wine. Right, the box of wine. <laughs> I, 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 I would have grabbed that box and uh, go on with it. No, okay, well, and that's, and that's before you really watch it a I second mean, time to really make sure you ain't crazy about what you just saw. I'm, yeah, I'm not saying it's horrible, but I'm just saying it, it makes more sense to watch it at the crib. Yep, on okay. HBO Max. It's uh, it's, thanks for uh, that. It's uh, coming to America too for white people. Oh, that that's that's that was like it's subjective. It's subjective. Right, right, right. Yeah, right. But that was like the equivalent of like Mike Tyson hit somebody in the balls almost. That was tough. (laughs) Coming to America too was like god awful. Like that was like it was horrible. That hurt my heart. Like that hurt because like coming to America is like literally one of my favorite movies of all time. And that mm-hmm. is all I'm so saying, bro. <laughs> it's right, not so, even kind of good. Hey, uh, look at my name, right? Right, you did what I'm saying. There's a lot of inspiration. Yeah, so <laughs> you see what my name is, and I'm telling you, <laughs> go in there with Matrix Two and Three at okay. the crib with your box of wine, and you're good to go. Yeah, and we'll report back later, but yeah. <laughs> we can cover it on the next episode. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you know. Wow. Oh. We do the spoiler cast. Right, no. right, right. No. Wow. Yeah, we'll, oh, we'll, no. we'll make a we'll date on that one. <laughs> and come back with this, like you call it, the spoiler cast. Wow. Uh, yeah. Oh, man. I haven't seen it. Um, I've seen all, not the all, but I've seen a few of the previews for it and everything, but... I didn't make any time to go see it, and I have the AMC pass, so you know it'll be it's 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 all free for me. So, oh, hey, do do what you got to do, then, man. But yeah. yeah, I need to I need to put another uh another movie on 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 the on the uh on the record for the month, you know, so I can make sure I'm done. I'm using it wisely, you know. So, I guess that'll be one of those, and then probably Kingsman or some shit like that. But okay, mm. did you guys ever see the Green Knight? If y'all ever get a chance to check that out, just just check it out. The, the Green Knight. I've been hearing about it, but I haven't had a chance to see it yet. What is that? I never even heard of that. 
Okay, so I don't want to give the movie away, but it's about um, a knight that lives out in the forest. <clears throat> and I think he comes by yearly. And he, he uh, asks the people in the village who's the bravest person in the village. And if you are the bravest person, take his head. Right. If you are, if you are, if you are that good of a, of a, of a, of a, of a, of a person that you can fend for yourself in your village, take my head. And the thing about it is he doesn't let you fight him. He bends over and he surrenders his head to you. Hmm. And all you got to do is slay him. That's intriguing. Yes. And I'm not going to say too much more after that. Check out the previews or whatever. Where can this be watched? Where is this? I saw it and I saw it. Uh, I went to go see it at the AMC. But Oh, uh, it's at the movies. Oh, this is. It's not, it's not playing. It's not no, playing not, at the movies no more. Yeah, it's not oh, playing at the movies no more. Oh, okay. I thought yeah. I saw it. I thought I saw it in the streaming selection on Prime. You got it, Prime. It, it, it might be on one of those, but okay. whatever yeah. it is, the Green Knight. Just check it out. He surrenders. He surrenders his head to you. He bows to you, and he says, "You know, you have your chance." And then he gives you the rules after at, before you do it. This is what's going to happen. One year from today, I am going to come back, and I am going to want my lick. Right? Yeah, ain't it like uh, based off some like. Really old, uh, like old literature, old, old, yeah, 14th century or something yeah. like that. Literature, yep. yeah, okay. So, one guy decides to jump up from the table, he takes the sword out of his hand, swing, and he chops his head off. And the guy told him right before it, he said, Remember, it's just a game, you don't have to play the game. And he does it. And then the guy's head, you know, rolls over, he picks his head up, and he walks out. He said, Remember, a year from now, you owe me, you owe me a lick. So the guy goes off and then like it's just this this turn of events that take place and you're like wow what the fuck but yeah Bro, I'm gonna be honest with you I'm a movie buff you I've didn't always say been a movie what? buff but I've gotten to the point where I'm like hyper analytical of movies now so I'm like watching you, you, movies and it's certain elements that'll happen that'll take me completely out of the movie and I'm like this acting mm -hmm. shit sucks. You know what I'm it, it's one of those things, but you you pay attention to like the the, the main parts. It's, it's it's so many things that takes you out of it and then puts you back in, and it just makes you question the whole situation. But I want you guys to check it out so you can give right. me your opinion on on the Green Knight. Right. Word, I'll well, definitely that do that. My list. Yeah, my list of movies to watch. Do, yeah. I, do I need to be high? <laughs> you don't need to be. <laughs> okay, yeah, you man. don't need to be. Hey, that's important. <laughs> if you are some movies are strictly built for that <laughs> if you do if you do i could so i'll put it to you like this whoever wrote this probably did do that they did something they had to be doing <laughs> shrooms or something when they did that because when i was sitting there looking at it i was like whoa wait what i don't i don't want to be up there watching this movie like man I don't feel like my mind is in the right space for this. <laughs> Stimulate I, yourself. There's been a lot of those, man. A lot of movies. I've watched, dude, I've watched so many fucking movies. It's like key movies kind of stand out to me only because they were like, at least they took a creative step. But other movies, they, like they so fucking cookie cutter. Like I can tell like how the set was constructed. It's like, I'm, simply, I'm not even watching acting no more. Now I'm just watching like the layout of the set. <laughs> you know, and saying? even more so now because we have these 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 uh TVs that have caught up with what's going on, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, and yeah. so everything you can see all the fakeness. Yeah, yeah. Like stage play. Be, I take that shit off. Elements of the writing that's just outside, like you can tell they did no research on how some some of these events should occur, and they just apply <laughs> it. <coughs> Excuse me. 
Yeah. Speaking of fakeness, you notice how they never show the moon landing no more since we got good TVs. Think about it. Yeah, uh, they can't. <laughs> eat, they, they're not gonna. Uh, someone said this in another they, they podcast. Lost. Yes, yes. <laughs> someone said this. Someone <laughs> yeah. said that in another in another podcast. They say now if you look at them, show it. You can see the strings and everything that that makes it look like they're actually bouncing around. I was like, holy shit! I do not even want. To see that now, I saw one video where somebody just pointed out it was like so simple, like the the direction of the sunlight caused cast Mm -hmm. shadows to be cast in like these two different directions. It was like, why the fuck did I miss that? (laughs) And then like now, every time I see that clip, I'm like, yeah, there it is, right there. Yeah, or the the fact when they're jumping. Go ahead. You know what's worse than the clip is the photography. So it's pictures. They they took pictures. And the way the lighting is, and and I'm a photographer, so I'm looking at it. I'm just like, why does it look like it's so many sources of light? If the only source of light should have been <laughs> from time. the sun, it's just like all type of fuck shit going on. I'm just like, I'm not gonna get into it because I I know once you start talking about this stuff, people label you a a, a, a kook. But, <laughs> right. uh, Crazy thing about so, it though, that's clear. I'm gonna leave it. And people can take that as they want. <laughs> the crazy thing about it, though, is like if you look at anything, any and everything in retrospect, as far as like the technologies that we use that we benefit from and stuff like that, you already know that that stuff has already been, you know, what I'm saying well, fucking worn the fuck out on a government level before they say, all right, we're gonna give it to them. Hell, the highway system is exactly that. You know what I'm saying? So if by the time the moon landing was already like being faked. Dude, I wouldn't be surprised that that whole setup wasn't even like used with like its version of this modern tech that we use now for like green screen and blah, blah, blah. You know what I'm saying? They just, mm-hmm. didn't, they just didn't understand at that moment in time or they hadn't gotten to the point of fully understanding uh, how to portray certain sets. To anyone that's listening, if you want to know what we're talking about or if you're curious about what we're talking about, watch a movie called Capricorn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yep, yep, yep. I'm just gonna say that. Watch the movie Capricorn. If you can find it, it was what 19 they did in the 70s. If you can find that movie, watch the yeah, watch the movie Capricorn and tell me what you think. I've never even seen that movie. I asked you to watch that movie years ago. Good stuff. Really? I don't remember. Really? I told Carl, I said, yo, because he was asking me, I think we might have we might we might have had one of the spots together. And I was like, yo, have you seen this movie, Capricorn? And he's like, no, what's it about? I was like, it's about the moon landing. And he's like, oh, I'm going to check it out. And he never did check it out. And I was like, all right, cool. Just let me know when you ever get to it. We had tons of movies sitting around, though. So, Yeah, that was a problem. It's too yeah. much. We had too much shit. Now, I'm trying to shoot my own shit, too. So. <laughs> that's a, that's right. a big fact. Big no, fact. I'm going to check it out now. Like. Because this is always something that's just intriguing to me because it's like, how the hell did we accomplish something of that magnitude in 1969 and they couldn't do certain just basic ass shit that we could do now super easily? So it's just kind of like, also, priority was not to look dumb in front of Russia. That's all. Russia was already 10, 15 years ahead of us. Remember, we were behind on the technology, number one. Two, we had to catch up with them to get to the moon. 
We were behind on developing with the technology because we had access to the same shit because of Germany. And right. Yeah. We just didn't we didn't prioritize it that way. Keep in mind, we were fucking with Vietnam. We just got out of Korea. You know what I'm saying? We was on the fucking war spree. We were like, oh, we got this. We winning over here. Let's go kick the ass. Let's go kick the ass. And Russia's like, yeah, why y'all kicking ass? We finna try to do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I always wonder, like, okay, if you land on the moon, how'd you get off the moon? Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Some, <laughs> some have to propel you. I was like, how did you get off the moon? Because, I mean, we barely get off the earth these days. And you had to pick a time when it was safe because right, the yeah, moon yeah. is constantly being bombarded with asteroids and meteors. So you had to be very specific <laughs> about the time when you went. To anybody that's listening, just to get to Mars right now, it takes them seven months. Wasn't it like five? Wasn't it a five-minute delay between transmission on the radio, according to them? Yeah. Like five minutes so delay between the yeah between the moon and Earth. They were like somehow or another like. A lot of this shit just don't make sense. Cause first of all, when I, I did the research, I was looking at how many satellites did we have in space that year? We didn't have very many, dog. No, it was only like two or three, right? I know. Yeah, like, we had like nine. We had like nine up there. Nine. Okay. Very few. And they didn't have very good reception then, but they were able to transmit from the moon to Earth in five minutes, my nigga. No. <laughs> <laughs> Radio no. TV didn't even have clarity. <laughs> To go back technology thing though. To go back to what y'all was saying, like how you gonna leave you go to another planetary mass, right? Mm -hmm. And you gonna get back to Earth without the same amount of thrust and everything that you use to get (laughs) other places. Like all this sounds they didn't even figure out space travel yet, (laughs) right. Oh, and then get this. It's so much radiation in space from the sun. Technically, we shouldn't even have had any type of vessel that could withstand radiation built in 1969 either. The, 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 the International Space barely can black out the uh, radiation that's just on the, by the orbit bomb- of this Earth. Yeah, because they're getting bombarded every, every time they cross it. So... It's a lot going on out there. Yeah, it is. It's wild. It's a lot going on out there, man. This is critical thinking. You know we ain't allowed to do that. This is critical mass. (laughs) Hey, I mean, if somebody got some answers, I'm ready to hear. Give me me something solid. There's somebody somebody going to try to address it, and they're going to speak with so much confidence and sound twice as dumb, so it won't make a difference anyway. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's so super dismissive and trusting. That's what don't, don't look I'm, not, I'm not being distrustful. I just have questions that need to be answered about Bro, these. I don't things. trust it. Yeah, I'm, for sure. I'm going to keep it a whole bean. It's <laughs> just fair. Bro, no. I like this. They they were able to they were able to accomplish all of that and barely caught Richard Nixon at Watergate. Barely. But that's because the dude, what was his name? Uh 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 the snitch came out with all the evidence, right? He, he he came out with all of that. That wasn't because of Nixon or anything he did. That's because somebody told. Dude, the point I'm making is is like the, the technological gaps just don't make sense in that way. You know, facts. What I'm facts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is, man. But hey, what do I know? I, I've never been in government, so I don't know. I never been to the moon, but you know, yeah, I know. Bitching about five thousand dollar toilet seats and shit. It's some way, it's some way deeper. You know what I'm saying? Slippery slopes, this shit go down. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 
I just know, I just know, you know, me, 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 you, me and you six, we sit and we talk about shit like that. Like the more I get into astrophysics and understanding light, you know, and understanding travel and things like that, you start looking at it like, like, how how did they do that at that time? If we're just now understanding it 20 years ago. So y'all basically saying y'all took a chance on risking people's lives and sent them into outer space. We had already launched like 12 different animals before then. So we were wasting all types of rockets and fuel, according to them. You know what I'm saying? All right. We had monkeys up there and we used yeah. they were launch, launching plants and shit, putting potted plants in a rocket, my nigga. And, and where did y'all refuel? They, they didn't. They had that shit in the backpack. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> that shit on standby, my dude. They were like, you know what? We need some fuel for there and some fuel to get back. Like, I got you. Hold this in your pocket. <laughs> yep. We gonna make y'all drink it no, and piss like, it out. Like, no. If they landed the way they landed, in what they landed in, and that should look like it was an umbrella with with some lights on it, <laughs> a tin <Right>. can, <laughs> a tin yeah. can. You know what I'm saying? So you mean to tell me that's what they used to get back to Earth? That had enough. <laughs> that should have burned hey. up. That should have burned up coming back into the atmosphere. Should have came out. They should have stepped out of that motherfucker looking like a kernel of popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> Carl it's, is blown away. He's like, what talk the fuck? about it and, and to like analyze what they actually use to say yeah. it out sounds absurd. Like, I'm on foil. There is no way to talk about this without it sounding crazy. When you actually put it, when you verbalize it, you can talk about it exactly the way you see it, but verbalize what you see, and it sounds fucking insane by today's standards. By today's, there there aren't movies that ridiculous, and I'm a movie buff. Yeah, it's some. You know what I'm saying shit. this is like that's some bizarro world. We there's no way we fucking went to the moon only one time. Yeah, you dig what I'm saying? We are one thing. Human beings are creatures of habit. It, there's. There's so many different reasons to keep scratching that itch. If we did it once, we sending shit up there and we, you know what I'm saying? We developing, you know what I'm saying? Just as a species. Literally no sense how at the very least, because okay, to take even the habit and all this shit, what we are is fucking greedy motherfuckers. So if you go to, because this is a place that nobody has touched. And it's we are an Amer- as Americans, we the only people who didn't been up there, technically. Yeah, so we if we planted our flag, by planting your flag, does that mean you own it? Take from that. If you plant your flag, that means you fucking, you state claim, right? That's what nations do. You know what I'm saying? They, they been back Why there, don't we got a goddamn embassy up there yet? First of all, <laughs> did you- hear about the um japanese satellite that went up there because they sent a satellite to the moon because that's cat you know you could right. send unmanned satellite there went all around the moon took pictures of every part of the moon guess what's not on the moon none of the shit that we were supposed to have left there <laughs> uh debris of ship ain't no flag ain't a motherfucking thing up there now well, that, that means our distant cousins took it off. Yeah, well, somebody just came clean. All right. The, the, the space the space janitor came up and saw that shit. <laughs> the space janitor. <laughs> Yo. Like six flags and shit. You drop your hot dog on the ground. Somebody come by, come behind you, clean it up. Somebody saw oh, this, another flag. Get rid of this shit. 
Ain't that something though? A uh, 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 camera sweeps around the moon, but they, takes pictures, and then there's nothing there. And we only landed on the bright side of the moon. We didn't even look at the dark on side. The dark side. You know, the face of the moon is always facing Earth. You know what I'm saying? And the, 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 the moon doesn't spin. So the same side of the moon will forever be facing Earth like it has for the last 26 million years or some shit. But we landed conveniently in the, in the only place on the moon where the light sources come from 15 different directions. <laughs> hey. It's, it's fucked up, ain't it, Carl? <laughs> <laughs> and you know, they keep saying that they can't get a, they can't get observation on the other side, but why not, pimp? Come on, stop it. Uh, <laughs> stop it. Because so the way we talking about this is the way I watch movies, dog. I start picking the motherfuckers apart. And once I once I fall out of the whole the whole entertain entertaining side of it, where I'm just watching it and I'm just enjoying the film. So when something takes me out of it, I'm picking this motherfucker apart. Right, just, just critiquing everything. Like now, why I've been picking apart landing <laughs> since I was in college because I ne- it, it never made a ton of sense to me because I because the and this is what I love that you brought up. Why we ain't go more than one time or or two? I think it was another mission to the moon right after that. But they it, said we went several times, but whatever. Mm. <laughs> they said we went, no, they did. They said, and then all of a sudden, NASA shut down when SpaceX started getting their thing going because the government outsources resources to commercialize it like they did fucking airplanes and shit. Yeah, sure. Commercialize it. Now they want to send people to take a, a, a quick round trip. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, you want to go up there to the upper atmosphere and look at the stars and then fall back down with because <laughs> these guys over there that you can sue them. The like I said, the moment I started learning more about this was when I started questioning more. And I was like, wait a minute, to get to Mars, it takes seven months. Mm-hmm. That means you gotta get ability <laughs> to, to get there, right? And that's current. Right. That's the current ability to do it. So, how the fuck was y'all doing it with less shit? Then they got now. That man, I was watching the 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 the, the rotational turn of the Earth and, and the distance, and you're you talking about a dis. You got to time it damn near perfectly. You're talking about a distance between fifty million kilometers when it's the closest mm-hmm. to four hundred and twenty million kilometers when it's the farthest away. So you can't just get on a spaceship and say, all right, we're just going to shoot out to this motherfucker. <laughs> you got the time, that shit. And think about how many how many miles per hour the Earth spins at. 40-something thousand, 43,000 miles an hour, I think. My nigga. Moving, <laughs> moving through space. Right. <laughs> What'd you, you say, Carl? We're talking pure inertia. Ugazi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's it's some it's some it's some it's 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 a lot of shit that that has to take place, man. Hey, it's okay. a lot have of shit. Have you ever seen like an old house phone from back then or an old TV from back then? You want to talk like the, the rotary phone or further further back? Yeah, like the materials they were made from and just the, just the reason why they were so big. Like you had tube televisions and shit, right? Yeah. Uh, hell, back then computers had big fucking reels and shit on them and stuff like that. To you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That was computer fucking, was a bigger than a person, literally. It was like a fucking refrigerator. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? So you mean to tell me with that type of technology? Mm. <laughs> oh, 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 six. Don't don't forget the the all, all the little black women in the movie that they said also helped. 
don't, don't forget them. They came up with the they came up, they came up with the formula, you know what I'm saying, the mathematical equation to get us there. Yeah, they don't mean they use it, but yeah, they got that. <laughs> that that's just, did you really use it? <laughs> right. I mean, and, and and like you were saying with the with the technology that we was using back then, what the fuck was y'all covering these wires up with? Bro. Dude, back then, you know what they use? They use uh like a cloth sheathing for old wires and shit back then. You know what I'm saying? That was the insulation and shit. The reason why I'm asking this question though is like I don't know if you know how much a TV tube used to weigh back then, right? But we're talking a spaceship with little monitors on it and shit like that. It had computers on it. We're talking a metric ton or more of just sheer equipment inside the little capsule that they actually supposedly sat in. At Not least. <laughs> You know what I'm saying, and and keep, and and there was no fucking FaceTime, <laughs> so their communication, everything that they used to communicate was heavy as fuck. I, they when they uh, yep. went back in Vietnam and when they was going to war, they radio man had a fucking dumbass backpack with a fucking phone as big as my forearm. He had a rotary phone, exactly. <clears throat> but we're talking these motherfuckers traveling to to the moon and back with carrying extra fuel in a fucking paper bag. Yeah, it, it's it's all some 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 weird shit. That it, it's all some weird shit. Um, I, I wonder about those missions. Did they ever leave? But it, anybody who feels how I feel, just watch Capricorn. Tell me what you think. Just watch Capricorn. I, I think it's one of those movies that people should watch. Maybe I shouldn't be saying that. Maybe I should. But you know, if you get the chance, you know, and, and you want to find out something different about that, I think O.J. Simpson is in that movie, right? Uh, I think so. I know it's on Amazon Prime right now. Oh, it is. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't think. I thought they got rid of that movie. So if no. it's back, check out Capricorn. Huh. Everybody's listening. Check out Capricorn. Check it's going to be. Check it out. That's why I thought that movie "Don't Look Up" was so dope. Six. That's some shit yeah. we had just got through talking about. Oh. I talked about that shit with Carl. I have yeah. yeah. I just watched it uh before I got on here. So yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, they're definitely worth your time whenever you uh, get a chance. Do see this is the other thing. Do people really understand how infantismal we are in a grand scheme of all this shit? How it works? No. A natural disaster could wipe you out today, tomorrow, while you're sleeping. Dude, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna be honest with you. Like a lot of people are kind of like oblivious to like just how how. Uh, fragile their life is, you know what I'm saying? As long as they're not really faced with like elements of danger and death. But then there are some of us who live in, in that world. You get what I'm saying? Who You know how it is, we had that conversation all the time, like like DT, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Life just snuffed out just that easy. And he was already like, he had already re- resigned himself to that thought, you know what I'm saying? Bringing that yeah. energy in or whatever. And that's just a way of being, man. Like we don't we don't think about it. We so we so we li- we exist in a bubble where uh, the governing bodies, the best way to benefit from us is either strike the, the deepest fear in us to get a, to motivate us, or to throw something shiny in front of us to motivate us. And the, the ones who don't really adhere to either one of those is completely okay with whatever happens. A lot of shiny shit and whatever happens. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's it's crazy. Like I, I try to tell people, man, like, do you know what happens if the sun stops shining in the next 10 minutes? Yeah, they don't want to know. Yeah, well, the thing <laughs> is you won't have 10 minutes. 
Oh, you're yeah. gonna have 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, without the sun, without the sun, plants can't can't do what they're supposed to do. You you won't have the correct food that you need. Dude, I'll be watching this channel. Be able to breathe after shoot a very short period of time. Bong bong. Yeah, channels on YouTube that I'll be watch, go yeah, they do that. talk about that kind of stuff, man. It's this mm-hmm. channel I watch. They they just outline all types of possibilities if this was to happen, if that was to happen, what it would look like, what you what you should expect if this were to occur, like uh if a true EMP from space, like a like a um uh what's the name of that fucking it's a it's a beam. It's a beam of light, dude. If we get hit with this fucking it's like a radioactive beam of light that travels through space and it, it can happen so randomly. Mm-hmm. And if we got hit by it, dude, that motherfucker would fry every piece of technology. We'd be in this we'd be in the dark age. We might as well just back to the steam engine. Dude, less than that, bro. Back yep. less than that. <laughs> <laughs> because before we even think, hey, let's try to get this steam engine going, we're going to be killing each other trying to eat. <laughs> right. That's what New York looked like. They yeah, went out, like that, that blackout. Old, that old, was that 04, 05? Something like that, yeah. You yeah. see how... The whole, that whole <laughs> sector, fucking Toronto was hit. Man, those yeah. niggas out there, bro, it looked like the 80s out there, boy. When the right. lights came back on, they were, they were great. <laughs> Man. <laughs> it looked like yeah. B Street out there when the, when the power went out. Man, don't take long, man. So yeah, that was a dope part about watching. Don't look up when they found the asteroid and it was coming. And he's like, "Yo, we got six months to live." Live, and they made this whole campaign about how life, like everything, was okay. And the woman told them, "We are going to die." <laughs> oh, you should it. be afraid right now. <laughs> like we need a plan. We are going to die. And everybody's whole thing was to capitalize off the whole media. I was like, y'all, look yep. we could mine it for resources. Right. Like, yeah, okay. Okay. Just even even on that, that means that you have to safely land on this asteroid, which is not mm-hmm. too far away. Hey, you have to determine, yeah, you have to determine how fast it's going to be going. You have to do all of that. Then be able to sit on it and mine it and blow it up. In motion. In motion, <laughs> without causing without causing big chunks big, of it yeah, to, to break go. off and to hit the planet. Right. Well, all you have to do is get Bruce Willis. I mean, he has- <laughs> <laughs> I, mean I don't understand yeah, what put him on the ship. <laughs> the assignment is that simple. <laughs> right. Bruce Willis. <laughs> hey, you know what I'm saying? What are we thinking here? <laughs> <laughs> Better use him while he's still around. Man, when yeah. I saw that movie, I was like, me and my homie Six was just sitting around talking about this shit. I was like, me and Carl talk about shit like this. I'm glad they did that movie. Man. Yeah, I need to I, watch. I really enjoyed it. Just yeah, saw I it up. I need to watch that shit. Hey, you know what? I don't I don't think he gets enough credit, but man, Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio is a dope motherfucker, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. He's one of those actors, Damn good actor. no matter how bad everybody else around him he's always he's going to help carry that scene it, and the funny thing is the shit goes back to fucking growing pains because i remember right. was on there and i'll be like this guy is really good i just noticed that he's better than everybody in this room right now he's fucking 13 years old he's better than the grown-ups he just owns the scene man yep. like, whatever it is he just owns Brilliant that role. shit the most brilliant role he did was in, uh, was eating Gilbert Grape, dude. 
Oh, mm. wow. Yeah, he, that played, was... he played the fuck out that role. Like, just thinking about it in retrospect, dude, mm-hmm. to get a young guy to portray an autistic child. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You think about the, the fucking mental maturity it took to even be able to capture that. You know what I'm saying? Because we had grown men who, who was well in their 30s, early 40s, perform, you know what I'm saying, doing uh, people with special needs or whatever. You had what? Radio. Come on, get the fuck out of here with radio. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Turn to a comedy. You know what yeah. uh, what's the movie with uh, Sean Penn? Uh, uh, Rain Man? No. No. no, I, no um, shoot. I forgot. That that's called? the one. That's that's what they referenced in in Tropic Thunder when he said, like, "Don't go full retard." That's what right. He, yeah, and that's what he meant. That's when you just don't know how to perform, but you haven't really done a, a thorough gambit of research to make sure that you get the role right. You know what I'm saying? You had and it, like the way he broke it down, it made perfect sense because what Leonardo DiCaprio did in that movie was probably be the to me, in my personal opinion, is the benchmark for how to portray that type of role. You know what I'm saying? If he's a he's a dope actor. He's a dope actor. And a close number two would be Rain Man. Oh yeah, yeah. No, Dustin Hoffman ate that. Yeah, he ate that one. But then you go down the list, and it's worse and worse though. It was, and think about this: when that came out, that whole uh, autism. It was just starting to get more understood. So for him to like be able to portray that at a time when it wasn't even understood what it really was fully yet, right. that was impressive. Like that's when we actually started addressing it as a as as a society. Thing. It's yeah. Like it's always mm-hmm. prior to that, we was fucking giving lobotomies and shit to people who had autism and stuff like that. Fucking right. Sticking ice picks and people eye socket just to make them dull. Lobotomies were an answer to more things than it should have been. <laughs> it was like you had and That's crazy. What? Taking ice picks and hitting people in the eye eye duct. Yeah, yeah, like stick it right behind in the eye socket. And, yeah, right. And using a hammer and nail. Oh. Knock, knock through that the thinnest part of the skull. Yep. So they risk having fucking pieces of bone floating around in the fucking cranial cavity. You know what I'm saying? They just said, to say uh, that you're right cured. Up. Right. There's there's a whole documentary on that shit on uh, on Hulu. I was watching that shit. Fucked me up. There's a show called The Nick that you guys might. I actually enjoy that kind of deals uh, with that shit. That that show is amazing. Like I, uh, I haven't finished it, but um yeah, I finished it, bruh. <laughs> when you get to the end of that motherfucker, woo! Dude, uh, the crazy the the, the uh, black doctor, the shit that he was doing. I was like, yo, right up under him. Right up under him. He was like, shit, what, what else was I gonna do? Y'all ain't gonna let black people walk through the front of this motherfucker. What you? What did you expect me to do? Y'all weren't gonna let black people just walk in here to get help, right? And I'm gonna help them. I'm gonna. I'm gonna help them. I'm black, and he set up <laughs> that whole shit. Oh. Man, no. you are you on the first season still? Or you it's the second yet? I think I'm still on the second. Uh, first, the first, first. season. Ooh, the second. But there's only two, so yeah. You... Clive. Uh, he snapped on that one. You, you ain't even seen the half of his flex on that show. He's a good actor too, though. He's mm-hmm. a good actor too. I like Clive on. Uh, what is that on? 
HBO uh, Max. It was on okay. HBO. Uh, now it's on HBO Max. It was originally on Cinemax. That's why a lot of people mm. didn't see that show. Okay. And I heard about it randomly and saw the first episode and I was instantly hooked because it's what uh, Matt left out. It's set at the turn of the century. So it's the basically a lot of the... Um, surgical procedures that they do now they just was figuring those things out then so it was a lot okay. of trial and error oops yeah, cut, yeah. Uh, oops 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 a lot oops. that's when they go to oops. the family and like well we have this experimental uh treatment and the family signs off on it and now they got a guinea pig in the family well one thing about the one thing that show did not address that i mm, I don't like is that you know a lot of those procedures that they mastered and figured out they was using black people for that shit. Like anybody who was for to pay for it. Mm-hmm. Right. Especially us, but they us and a lot of the immigrants that was poor that was coming over here from other countries, but definitely us is more often than not because the white immigrants they still reminded them of themselves because they still look like them they were not considered property my guy mm-hmm. right that's yeah, why that's they, a good show here to give them everything they were supposed to give us <laughs> I, I, I got a whole i got a whole spiel about that <laughs> mm. speak your mind man Speak your mind. Like how like we kind of like got caught in this infinite loop of uh waiting for what we consider to be what's owed to us and our reparations and stuff. And I'm not saying like us individually, but us as like a as a you know what I'm saying, uh, a, a, oh, a yeah. body, you know what I'm saying, people. It's like we've already we like they don't even I don't think nothing was ever directly promised to us, but we got it made up in our minds that we're owed it and we're gonna try to get it no matter what. And the motherfuckers looking at us like nigga, I ain't even got it to give. You see what I'm saying? But yet we see them hand out what we consider to be uh, comparable to other ethnic groups. My thing to it is, is like our true value is in our ability to fucking, you know what I'm saying? Kick the door in and just make shit happen on our own terms. But we still got a whole section of us who just still keep waiting around. And that's what, it, I think that's one of our biggest downfalls as a culture. Yeah, I mean, it shouldn't be no waiting around, but at the same time, as you're you're gonna want fairness and because these people that you know there's so many people that still benefiting from what our great great grandparents shit just great and great great because that's what people don't be fucking thinking about too this didn't happen that long ago it ain't that many generations it's it's very very right See, my, question that- to it, my question to it all though, like essentially is like, because we, I think our biggest downfall ain't necessarily that aspect of it though, because what was done is done. What we contributed is what we contributed. It's just our nature to be resourceful. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we getting raided and, and robbed for all of that shit. But it's like moving forward though, like hip hop is a perfect example of that. Dog. It's like a multi-trillion dollar fucking industry at this stage. Mm-hmm. And we don't own a whole percent of it. Hmm. We won't even hold a whole percent of it. It's we haven't right. protected it either. And that's that go with almost everything that we do, man. Think about Facts. it. Like there was no reason that 
the only reason why the NBA got back into action when COVID first hit and they created the bubble is because LeBron spoke up. You know what I'm saying? If niggas was stood in solidarity and like until y'all can guarantee my health and my safe, my health and my safety, can we uh can we just be left left the fuck alone until we figure this out? Instead, they had LeBron step out there. Somebody got in LeBron's ear, some white dude in a suit, some old white dude in a suit got in his ear, it was like, look, we're trying to get this money. You know what I'm saying? They respect you. You should probably, you know what I'm saying, see what we could do to try to keep because I know you want to play ball. You see what I'm saying? That's the mentality. We we all get inundated with that type of shit, dog. We all we always get inundated with that. So like move. I heard a couple of different situations in that, but whatever. Like the, the idea though is like we don't we don't have no true ownership over nothing we contribute to or anything that we even that's like it's evident where it comes from. It speaks for itself where it comes from, and we still get left out in the cold on it. Like I see it like on the smallest, on the on the most micro level, like with with uh, TikTokers and YouTubers, like shit that people like. We we we'll lay it, lay it out when we put all our hard work and our our grind behind whatever it is we we creating content wise, and then some white dude or some white chick I'm gonna copy it and, and blow the fuck up off of it, and it's it suck all your steam with man. our music, yeah, with our music, our music in the background, yeah. Yeah. Shit crazy. Same thing with these streaming platforms, dude. These streaming platforms was a back door, dude. And we stood back and watched these motherfucking labels start investing in the streaming platforms that we was actually eating from. You know what I'm saying? And the streaming platforms sold everything over to the labels again. The, the All the power was already out of these fucking brands. Out of their hands. And they came and, and, and snatched it right back up because we never ready for it. We never be prepared for it. We be ahead of the curve and that's it. Just ahead of the curve. Just no so action behind it. it, just just ahead of it. No, like no we plan. All fast, everything, everything flows to us. No plan to really like to own it and say, all right, if it, if it's going out, then it's coming back in this way. So everybody else yep. has jumped on top of it and, and been able to siphon all of. Hope our dollars circulate. Yep, and everyone else has siphoned everything out of it and left us with nothing. Mm-hmm. But the strings, and it takes you twelve hundred strings to actually own a to have a dollar. So good luck with that. Ridiculous. This is an observation that I've been having, man. That's all. I mean, a lot of people been having that observation. I mean, about the music industry. I don't think that. I think like even larger than music. Though, I'm just saying, like in terms of like just because uh, I I use hip hop. As, as an example, a smaller example of like the larger problem. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, we're waiting to be handed what we feel like we're old as opposed to like just strong arming that shit, man. We could, we could literally hold everything hostage, dog, and we don't even know how to. And it's like right there in our face. I think that just comes from our learning the business of the business aspect of all that to make sure that it does come to us and having the right people in place. We don't have the right people in place to do that either. Well, it comes from leadership and, and- Anytime you have anybody that's a halfway good leader, they pretty much blow their brains out or they buy them. They're usually going to buy them. If they could be bought, the ones that can't be bought, they just murder them. So that's and that's the thing man that's what and that's what i was saying they hang that one thing over our head we can't we can't fight against. That's you know what I'm saying our own demise. You know what I'm saying? The fear of death got motherfucker shook. And the, the problem mm-hmm. with that is, is these they face the same fucking outcome all, all the rest of us face. We all going to die. That's it. We are all going to die in the end. You mm-hmm. ain't leaving this motherfucker no other way. I don't know. I don't know anybody yeah, else. It's the, ones, it's the ones with the least to lose. 
the scared, the most scared to take those chances and actually push they, you know, what I'm saying push they, they life in the right direction. You know, what I'm saying they rather just live in fear and shit. Yeah, it's just it, it, and when when you say it that way about us, you know, being worried about dying, it always reminds me of what happened with uh, Muhammad Ali when the mob said, you know, we're gonna break your legs or whatever they told him, and he went back and told Elijah Muhammad. Elijah Muhammad said, well, next time they call your house, we'll be there to pick up the phone or however the story goes. So when he picked up the phone the next time they called, they told him that they was going to break his legs or they was going to uh, shoot him or whatever. He told him, well, we got guns over here, too. Right. So if that's what y'all want to do, you know, saying Let, let's get to it in so many words, paraphrasing. So Muhammad Ali was never worried about them and he never feared for his life in that situation. So uh Somebody, we as a as a group, as a whole, as a culture, we have to be willing to take those. Yeah, have some solidarity. Yep. That's Regardless true. of what happened, I can talk to Creed and I can have my bad moments with Creed and with y'all, and y'all can correct me later behind the scenes. Y'all can jump on my ass. We can fight, scrap, fade, catch the fade, whatever needs to be done. <clears throat> but in, in public, we are gonna move as a unit, and that's that's just gonna be the end of it. That's how it's supposed to go, and there isn't that. Yeah, I think the division comes from those influences that impact our financial situations. And, and, and of, I get it. And a lot of us just be so scared of, because I'm like this, man. Don't nobody really want to go back to where they came from when it comes to those types of negatives. You know what I'm saying? Like some people come from like strictly grimy, you know what I'm saying, beginnings. Some of us probably never even tasted, you know what I'm saying, fucking oatmeal because we've been eating good our whole life. So the fear of whatever that looks like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, we, we literally at that stage in time right now in 2021, where there are more black people in, who, who are at least brought up in $45,000 a year homes, which ain't bad. You see what I'm saying? So households that, that earn at least $45,000 a year are what, that's a that's upper middle class. You know what I'm saying? It depends on where you live. That's the, and that's the only thing, but see where you live is only, like uh, you got a state like Illinois with one single metropolitan city that's that's really uh, soaking up all of the tourism dollars. The rest of that state is agriculture. You know who runs agriculture. You see what I'm saying? And in a city like Chicago, most minorities gravitate to metropolitan cities because that's where the fastest money move. You know what I'm saying? Not necessarily because it's the best option overall, but the, the best option for that moment. And just like mm -hmm. when niggas was living in projects, it's the same way it is when niggas living in metropolitan cities. Once you once you get there, all of a sudden it's generations of people there. You know what I'm saying? And you kind of like create a lifestyle, and you kind of like you you kind of uh, you 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 romanticize the, the life you live there. You kind of make excuses for all the bad shit. You adapt and you know you adapt to the negatives. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Whereas people who kind of like don't live in those types of scenarios and those types of environments. They ain't, they not worried about that. They don't give a fuck about that. You know what I'm saying? People who live in small towns and shit like that, they had a they they had a um, preconceived notions about what big city life is like or whatever, but they don't have those real concerns because guess what? All of that, all that uh hustle and bustle and all that uh potential crime just is not coming their way. That's just the mentality you gotta kind of take on when you kind of like think in advance though. Like if you really want to like change the mindset of the people around you, you got to convince them that the shit they worried about is really just, uh, is just symptomatic of everybody being afraid of the same shit. You know what I'm saying? And what's the, what everybody afraid of? Dying. Hmm. Scared to bust a move because 
something might go wrong. They're scared to do something great because something might go wrong. They're scared of failing. They're scared of dying. Mm. That's a whole brainwashing technique, pimp. That'll take a long ass time. Mm-hmm. It's only been tried, what, once with us? Or twice? I mean, if you take it, if you even look at it on a, on a uh, macro scale, like if you just step way back from it, if you were along the lines of since Jim Crow to now, which ain't really that long. No, it's, we still haven't made enough major strides in the right directions because we've been again we getting corralled in these different areas. You know what I'm saying? We getting corralled in the entertainment. And, you know, it's like there's a lot of us that's educators. There's a lot of us that are into politics and stuff like that, but not nearly enough. You see what I'm saying? We don't have enough engineers. We don't have enough. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Biologists and stuff like that. Anybody in the STEM fields in general because of the corralling. When you think about like uh, where to, who get the biggest scholarships in high school? Well, also we we've been crippled in whole decades with the eighties with drugs and all that, and we still feeling eighties and nineties. Uh, uh, we still feel no effects of that. And, and it's so happy if you Gen X, if you Gen X or a millennial, you're a byproduct of all of that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We probably we the, the traumas that came with all of that shit. Like I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have seen a dead body in a in a civilized nation. You know what I'm saying I shouldn't have seen a nigga get his brains blown out in a civilized nation. But it made sure that that type of shit is visible in my hometown. You know what I'm saying? In New York and 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 you know what I'm saying Los Angeles. You know what I'm saying? It was like why is this normal in a civilized nation? But it it seems to only be one of those things that's that's broadcast about us. We're not the only ones doing it. You see what I'm saying? So, you know, again, moving with intention. All of this shit is intentional, bro. But we just won't wake up to it. We not, we not, we refuse to acknowledge it. We, we got people nowadays saying, oh, you just want to, you want to make everything about race. You got black folks talking like that. <clears throat> and, and absolute denial of our, you know what I'm saying, our potential. Because you can't, you cannot discredit the, the, the trauma. You got to address the trauma. You got to put a bandage on the wound. You got to stitch that shit up before you start moving. You can't just say, fuck it, I'm bleeding. Let's go ahead and march on. No, patch that shit up, dude. You ain't going to last long otherwise. So let's address the issue. But that's one of the things, too. We never addressed the trauma. The right. things that's actually plaguing us. So it continues to fester and build and turns into an ugly, crazy sore. Yep. We, now we, we just now doing, like, uh, going to a psychologist is just yeah, not therapy. Mm-hmm. Blacks community. We just really, but like, then that part. so years, barely ten years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, five really. Yeah, I remember. I remember growing up. That was some oh. shit. That was some shit that you don't even talk about. You know, nope. especially okay. as a man, you would talk to just take on take on an ass whooping and keep on going. You you know that was being strong or whatever. Bro, not realizing you were internalizing black household man you had this conversation in the black household you know what i'm saying you you start as soon as you, i start saying the shit i just said amongst a bunch of niggas that i know and a bunch of relatives that i got they get the whole room would bust out in the victim olympics everybody just be <laughs> there talking that you know what i'm saying like man every every it, before you know it is everybody else fought but ours you know what i'm saying like we don't nigga, we were slaves a long time like nigga, you wasn't no slave <laughs> right, right, yeah. Clear that up. You talking that we shit? I wasn't no slave. 
Like our ancestors, unfortunately, were enslaved. Were enslaved. We have relatives that we can probably go talk to who who were alive and well during the Jim Crow era. So that means they came out of that shit alive, my G. You that's a resource. If you want to get some information, if you want to get some insight, if they're willing to talk about it, if it don't bring back no fucked up memories, you probably get the most game you'll probably get pertaining to that. So that's another thing. You know what I'm saying? But they don't want to go there. All they want to talk about, man. I need to get me something to drink because you you stressing me out talking this 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 depressing, crippling, deep shit. Like no, my nigga, address mm, no, this it. happened. Address it head on. You know what I'm saying? Get used to it. It's like like they say, pain is weakness leaving the body. If you don't address the pain, you're gonna forever be weak. Yeah, we were enslaved. No one asked to be to be done that way. I don't know right. nobody. Yeah, you never know though. Yeah, there's some people that be all about it. I don't think they would. I don't know if they thought it was gonna be like that though, Tom. Oh uh, yeah, I mean, you never know. But people, people come up with some crazy stuff, man. It ain't too bad. Like, all right, try it out. See what <laughs> See, Tell me what you think. Get back to you. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> all right, my guys. I think we done. <laughs> I think we done. We done covered a lot of shit. This motherfucker six and took it into a turned down into back into slavery and everything like that <laughs> hey, I like, i'll be finding connections you know I'm i know i know oh i know oh i know yeah. brother i know brother <laughs> i know it was coming i was like it's gonna he gonna do it sooner or later <laughs> man i appreciate y'all jumping on here my guys my guys hey, oh many time yes sir, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. good Connecting with you guys again. I haven't talked to y'all in forever, so this yeah, about thirty years. So yeah, yeah. Indeed, we're gonna have to get on. This should only be part one of this. We definitely should do this again. Absolutely, oh for sure. I I need you to check out that uh Capricorn. Oh, I will. We we will talk (laughs) about that in the next one. I'm gonna check it out. Yeah, I might have to go back and watch it again myself. I'm gonna try not to get into my motivational pro-black speeches again. <laughs> you're right. No, we need them jewels. No, you're Nobody. supposed to say it. You gotta say it because whoever hears it that hasn't heard it is 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 they're all linked in. We're all linked into the same thing. You know what I mean? Like we all suffer from trauma. I've caused trauma to people. I suffer from trauma. We all we all have it. The thing is that we keep denying like it ain't never happening. It did. You know what I mean? And the more you keep acting like this stuff, like we said, it's just going to be, it goes from a cut to being a scab to being an open wound and it festers and it turns into something else. I know people in my family that I hurt. Yeah, I got people in y'all family that I hurt and they act like this shit. It ain't bothering them and it is. Right. Mm-hmm. It is. Like I know for my for a fact myself, I use some of that anger as motivation and inspiration to keep going forward. You understand exactly. what I'm saying? Exactly. I know we look at basketball players and boxers and football players and we go, yo, where are they getting that from? You think they ain't getting that shit for some pain? It gotta be, it gotta be some sort of fuel for whatever. Yeah. Michael Drew, oh yeah, I just thought he he just woke up to be great. He was cut. Greatness is developed. Yeah, he developed that, man. He wanted to get back at everybody. He was motivated by something, man. He was motivated by people laughing at him and shit like that, saying he wouldn't be he wouldn't be that good. 
it's something there for everybody. So, you know, trauma, the traumas that we deal with, like they do tend to bring out some of the best things about us as far as our gifts go, but we do have to address these things as well. Like no one, I don't think there's anyone on the planet earth walking around here at this age that hasn't been through anything and they're not bothered by it. I know over the years I have learned to temper my anger so I don't wild the fuck out and fuck up all types of shit. I know that. Dude, everything is like, everything is uh, attached to your emotional state anyway. So like any experience you have is going to affect you. If something's going to make you happy and it's going to create a memory, it's going to be with you. Is that a form of trauma? You see what I'm saying? It's, it's just the opposite end of that spectrum. You know what I'm saying? The same way something negative impacts you and you remember it for the rest of your life. You know what I'm saying? So we just got to, if we're going to acknowledge all the good shit, we got to have some, some, grace and, and and clarity to acknowledge the negative you know yeah we can't i don't believe in shaming people as, especially as a person that's more responsible i can't be shaming people for the things that they've been through or, or the way they feel if yeah. a person cries and that's the way we're dealing with anger that's fine um i know young men listen to anybody that's listening i know young men that will cry in front of you and knock your head off in the next 15 minutes yep I'm dead serious. I, I know a couple of them like that still to this day that will cry in front of you because they hurt or you hurt their feelings and they will go around the corner, wait for you to walk by and they'll knock your head off. <laughs> and that's just the truth. But that's how they that's how they deal with their anger. They're going to cry. They're going to let you know that they hurt. And you may have been the one to do it. Yep. But 15 minutes from now, go around that corner. If I was you, I wouldn't go that way. <laughs> well, you know. It gets dark outside. Hey, man. Classic, man. <laughs> Agent Smith, what do you know about that? Hey, man. I heard, I've heard, heard through the grapevine, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> that's all I'm saying. I, nothing else need to be said, really, but, you know, nope, that's a man. fact, though. It's a fact. <laughs> if, you, if you study physics, scientifically, <laughs> right. it gets dark. Yeah. It's going to get dark at some point. Mm -hmm. If I was you, I wouldn't be outside. But, you know, we all def definitely have to deal with our trauma and be aware of other people and how they deal with theirs, too. We may not all deal with it the same way. Like, that's that's a key to it. But in order for us as a culture, as a nation, a group of people, whether we call ourselves Black or whatever, we have to start acknowledging these things and start and stop walking around it like it didn't happen. You know what I mean? Because it's, it's being put in front of us every day, right? The music. Mm -hmm. the news mm -hmm. like everything we see all the media is, is showing us what happened and well we i go out and reenact it i just add to that too just like just in the tone of this this episode like black men we just need to like have that brotherhood and right. also mentor the younger generation more. I mean, it's a lot of us doing it, but it's, it needs to be more because it's it's a lot of lost lost souls out there. It should be yeah, it should true. be like a common element in our community. I think it shouldn't be one of those things where there's little pockets of it. I think it should just be a standard. The same way yep. they developed the boys and the girls club shit is the same way we need to have something developed for our community across. Mm. The, you know, say anywhere you are, there should always be those types of networks. Mm. Man, fuck these kids, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you end the podcast, you know. I, I, I guess so. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, fuck these kids. Uh, we're right going to go ahead and get up out of here. Today's <laughs> guest was Agent Smith. My man's Tony, 606. Will, appreciate you. 
my man Creed C Class, Carl Reed. I appreciate you, my guys. Yeah, We're gonna do this sir. again. We're gonna have to chop it up another time. Definitely gonna have to work on uh the scheduling of it. And if you guys have a topic or something you want to uh speak on, talk about, we can definitely get into that as well. Uh yeah. appreciate you guys again. Not a problem. Bro. Good connecting with you fellas again. Yep, as always. Now we do. All right, it's done, I think. Word. Your outro? They're recording in the corner, sir. Yeah, it still say I'm recording. Um, I forgot what my uh, recording was, but I think it goes, remember the mission statement when you're striving for greatness. God never puts you in the driver's seat if it's taken. Yeah, bitch you. <laughs>